This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Right now. Right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. We came to love on 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ben and Woods on a throwback Thursday. Great to be here with you uh, here live in the Odyssey studios and uh, very, very uh, much easier drive to work in this morning, I think, for everyone, but uh, still a little little moist, a little slick. So be careful. Been warning you guys every day. Hopefully you're heeding our advice. Uh, we like to give advice. That is uh, is something that we like to do, certainly. Um I'm Woodsy. That is Paul Rindel. He's the executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, joins us as well. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning. I was trying to remember, because I've lived in San Diego essentially my entire life, if there was ever like a week, like going to school, work, whenever, that there was rain every single day of the week in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. It's a, day it's here, a lot day lighter there. today, but I got some on my way to work still. Had to turn on the wipers. <laughs> For a few minutes, and I don't, I can't remember an entire week where it just rained every week. Now, Paul, you grew up in the Pacific Northwest. There's got that happens often. So, growing up up there, and then moving down here, the differences that I saw. I started coaching high school baseball fairly young uh, when I moved down here, and I noticed like Grossmont High School was where I was coaching, and everything was outdoors, like the walkways, uh, every like the malls, yeah, like, outdoors, everything, You're like, what? The mall, yeah, exactly, yeah. Fashion Valley, all of that, and I go, huh, like the mall that I grew up going to was just one giant ass building, it's a big dome, just one big ass building yep. with three floors, and had all the stores in there. Our high school was one long building with long hallways, and 
I've said this before, there would be times in the summer, or I mean in the winter, like I'd have an early shoot around for basketball practice, go to class at 720, get out of school at 205, have a game or a practice or something like that uh, in November, December, and then you get home and it's dark and you're like, I did not see the no sun. sun. No I didn't sun see, at all. Or even daylight because it's gray and cloudy. You're like... I just didn't see the daylight. I'm like, no wonder the depression rate is so high up here. In the I, I, I couldn't make it. And this is the, the it's weather. Brutal. The weather. This weather kills me. I mean, truly, like it ends me. I, I yesterday got home. I was not feeling good. I've been hacking up in here, you know, trying to get this kid crud out of my chest. And got home and was like, I need to exercise. I'm not exercising when it's raining. <laughs> I'm just not. I know that about myself. Hey, maybe Woodsy, rip some push-ups, sit-ups. No. No, I'm not I, I don't know that it's ever uh, been clinically diagnosed, but Shelley always says it feels like I have that seasonal affective disorder sure. when it's uh, sad. When it's S-A-D. not AD, she just needs some sun and just needs to go out and just be in the sun for a little bit. So when it's cloudy all week, she just doesn't feel right, not in a good mood. Yeah. Just, just feels sad. Yeah, hundred yeah. uh, percent. Got a great message this morning. Wanted to share with you guys from our pal Welsh Fryer, our buddy Tom. Yeah. He's a big tier one. Lives in Wales. And uh, lives close to that town, uh, Polly, that he likes to. Samfire, Pushquin, Gisco, Gerrit, Quinn, Jobot, Lantacilio, Go, Go, Go. Well, we got, we got a, a message this morning. Morning, boys. Just wanted to drop a quick message to thank you for the opportunity to, to be on your show. I had an interview with a university yesterday to study sports journalism. And after mentioning I'd been on the show, they loved it. And the fact that I had some experience with stuff like that and offered me an unconditional place at the university, uh, university. Couldn't thank you guys wow. enough. Look it up. We're changing lives over That's here. That's awesome. On Ben and Rose. How about that? Just changing lives. So uh, if there's anything we can do for you guys, please <laughs> let us know. We'd be uh, happy to help. How was everyone's uh, day yesterday uh, after we got out of here? Day was good. I um, napped like a madman. I tried. I oh, couldn't I, fall asleep. I also took a nap. Did you? Yeah, which God. I haven't been doing as much lately with my, my newer schedule, but definitely just felt tired this week this has been a long like i said this has been a long week it's been long the weather i think um you know when you're getting really close to something you're looking forward to like baseball season spring training the days just go slower and slower to get there and let's be honest the super bowl is coming up but we talked about this yesterday the anticipation of the super bowl isn't really content it's fake it's fake content and we don't like fake content so we haven't had a real Real news to chew on yeah. this week. It's been a very slow kind of week in terms of stuff to talk about. It has been, and the Tier 1s have still been there. We see you in the chat. We see you on Twitter. We really appreciate that because, you know, we, we want to make sure that we do the best show that we can every single day, not punting segments, you know, not not giving up, um, trying to grind through it. I mean, it helps sharpen us, certainly. When you, I was Actually, I was talking to my therapist about it yesterday, and she said, you know, how's how's everything going? I said, honestly, the, the show is sounding so good right now. And I showed her the example uh, on Instagram of when Ben decided to uh, educate everyone uh, about S&M. <laughs> and uh, I showed her that segment. And she was in tears. And I said, there's a... The chemistry in the room right now is really good. And no one's really worried that we don't have a ton of stuff to talk about because we know that we'll figure it out. And we've been able to really mine some gold in there. So I said, Bro, it used to stress me that. Oh, F me too. Out. Me too. I'm like, and what are we going to do tomorrow? And there's still a little bit of that sure. at night. Yeah, when you I'm want kind of something. putting the rundown together. But I do know ultimately, I'm like, well, we're not just going to sit there in silence right. for 20 minutes. We're, like, we'll figure it out. We're going to be okay. And that's what I told her. And I said, uh, I think that's a testament to 
to the chemistry that this show has, the trust that this show has uh, in each other, and the audience that we have. That's really what it's all about. They like it when we're when we're dying in here, and you know we're able to make that pretty good. So it was it was good, man. I I but I napped. I, that felt pretty good. I went to my therapist, had a great great chat with with her, and uh, went home and hung out with the family. Had a great night with them, and um, it's really sweet, man. I got well, good. Oh, no, no, finish your story. I, it's really sweet. I got Bo this. Uh, it's called the Big Life Journal, and I kind of did it on a whim. I bought it off Instagram. I saw it on this. Late at night? Late at night. Ambien? Saw it, yes. (laughs) Saw it on Instagram. And it... A journal for a six-year-old. The Big Life Life Journal. Journal. And it's for kids in that that age, like six to ten. And I go, all right, I'm going to try this and see if he likes it. Dude, when he opened it, he got so much cool stuff, but he grabbed it. He goes, Dada, this is my favorite present. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. He likes work. He loves to work. It's it's awesome. Like so, he I got him home. He had had a rough day yesterday. Was not in the, the best mood. Got him all bathed and fed and everything. And before bed, he goes, "Can we go do some journaling?" And I go, <laughs> "Of course." So we go in, and it's all about like, you know, learning how to fail. And I learned from my mistakes. I mean, it, look, it helps me as much as it helps him. But that's been something that I've really loved the last. Um, the last few days where it's like on his mind, like, Dada, let's go do our journal. And that's what I want for him to like, I want to get it in his head because he's pretty hard on himself as, as, for a six-year-old. He's pretty tough on himself. But, man, he's sitting there and he's he's writing out the words and he's thinking about stuff and it's just been really special. So it was a cool cool moment before bedtime. Did he uh, get my contribution to he his did. jogathon? Thank you very much, Ben, for contributing. Yeah, I sent in a uh, a small donation for his jogathon. He's uh, he's raised a lot of money. How, has he? I haven't even checked the thing yet. I was closing in on two thousand dollars <laughs> after my donation That's, for jogathon. What was yours for? About a grand? Uh, yeah, three G's actually. Three G's. Yeah, three G's. Is G five dollars? So that would be fifteen dollars. <laughs> I was like fifteen thirty five, or what? Did you pay the administration fee? Yeah, I paid the administration, oh, so right. my entire donation could go to the jogathon. <laughs> I paid, I paid the uh, yeah the the administration fee, credit card fee, whatever it is. That so is... the entire donation would go, and then you're allowed to type in a little message of support. So I just said. Bo, thank you for your contributions to our show. Oh, perfect. Yeah. $15 you know, worth, yeah. He, he, do, he does a lot of unpaid, really, work for he, our, Bro, I mean, for the Ben and Woods program over this the years. This basically is a sweatshop for <laughs> Bo and, and Taylor. So we have, we've turned this into a bit of a sweatshop for those kids. We are, we're skirting some child labor are, laws when it comes yeah. to Bo and Taylor. But Look, it's not going to surprise me if one day I do get sued by both of my children, the, the litigious little turds <laughs> that they, they are. Once they figure it out. Yeah, once they figure it out. Be like, uh, Dad, do you have rights to use my voice? Or? I was looking back in my journal at all the times that I worked for your show, and I was just, just going to submit this as evidence to the court right here. Back in the journal when I was six years old, I did this amount of time in the show, and they interviewed me, and I, I got nothing for that. So Yeah, yeah. so there, one day he will be like, Dad, do you have a name, uh, li- name right license to uh, play those drops? or Because uh, if not, you need to talk to my attorney. Uh, yeah, it's uh, he's he's a gem though, man. Uh, so yeah, that that's what I did last night and got the kids down. And dude, it was I'm not kidding you. I crawled into bed at six thirty. Crawled into bed at six thirty five. Pitch black, you know. 
and was like, I lay there till about eight, and then finally fell asleep, man. But it was, it's just been a, it's been a long week. I wasn't that far behind you. Got into bed around, I don't know, six thirty, seven o'clock. Was up for a couple more hours though. We started. I there was nothing on sports wise to watch yesterday. I didn't care about the NBA terrible, or anything. No dude. Aztec game. So uh, Megan and I, we started Amazon Prime. Now we don't get crossing streams anymore. At least until we get a crossover crossing streams, maybe. From Craig. With Craig. But I feel like he would have recommended the show by now. Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Amazon Prime. Saw the thing yesterday. It's It's based on the movie, right? The one with Angelina Jolie. That movie. No, it's a show. It's a show with Donald Glover. It's not based on that Okay, Donald Glover. And Maya Erskine, I think her name is. She's fantastic. So it has nothing to do with the original premise. Nothing. They're I mean, not it's, spies. It's, it's, or... it's along the same lines, but it it's no. If you never saw the movie twenty years have, ago right. with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, don't, you don't need to see it at all. It's like Fargo, the TV show, is in a similar vein as the movie, but it's not the same characters. No, it's not the yeah. same characters. They basically are signing up to work for this agency as a spy mercenary type role, but the the caveat is that when they show up to their house they have a new identity as their spy they are married and so they didn't like they weren't already in love and then became spies or anything like that so they are in this like forced relationship so it's the exact same premise as the movie i mean kind of not really it's the same movie no it's not it's a show it is a show but mr mrs smith that's the same plot yeah, but in the movie they tried. Didn't they have to kill each other in the movie? I think so. I think I it's been a long time. I mean, time. I haven't. I haven't. I've only seen three episodes. I don't believe that they have uh, been targeted to kill each other like they did in the movie. Mike B says people rating it bad, but I think it's good. Has no connection to the movie. They take it in a way more fun direction. Yeah, that movie was not. It was more spy. Oh, we were, I was cracking up. Well, it's each Donna, Donald Glover, who's one of the sharpest writers out there yeah. uh, these days. And and well, I know right. if I I know it's a recommendation. You oh, won't yeah, watch, watch it. it. It's probably you, it's been recommended, so I can't. I was going to check it out, and then Polly <laughs> recommended it. Now I can't. So I'm sorry. Um, that's all right. So that's good. You guys started yeah, that. Megan says they're not killing each other. That was the okay. premise that of the movie. The I mean, I guess I haven't finished the show yet. There, okay. I think there's eight episodes. Uh, we got three down yesterday. How hot was Angelina Jolie in Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I Elite. mean, I think it I ruined his first marriage, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, that movie. But, um, well, hopefully that doesn't happen to uh, to in this episode or the, this this show that Paulie's watching on Amazon Prime. I can't find a damn thing to watch. I just rewatched Curb. Season 12, episode one, for like oh. the third time. It's fantastic. So they're off to a good start there. It's ben and Woods. Me, that's going to make me really sad. Ben and Woods, uh, not off to the best start today, but we will we will rebound. We will be fine. Better news for our afternoon show. We'll yes. give them a shout Congrats, out. Uh, after we were uh, ranked uh, number, what, 17 in the top 20? Uh, 16. 16, 16 in the top 20 morning shows. Uh, Knocked us a spot uh, <laughs> earlier this week. The uh, rankings for the afternoon shows came out this morning. And congratulations to Gwen and Chris. Ranked the uh, number 19 afternoon show, drive show in uh, sports radio in the country, which for someone named Tony Gwynn, number 19 seems like a pretty cool, a solid, appropriate ranking right there in the top 20. So congratulations Congrats, to boys. Gwynn, Chris, Scraby uh, for their hard work and, and good job over uh, the last year. Are we going to talk about Matt Scraby at some point and, and how insane he is and what he's doing today? Oh, the uh, the t- the tie ten, the, the know, spicy challenge I, that he's. I told Hannah yesterday. I I hope that they have somebody on. I 
I'm a paramedic. I, listen, maybe. I love a good radio bit as much as the next guy. This one actually has me legitimately worried. So we can talk about that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. All right. All right. We'll, All right. we'll explain like when we come back. I'm, uh, we'll, I'm a little nervous. We'll set the menu does for the program. Does it have to do with uh, the event that we have, the company event we have coming up? No, at it doesn't. Today. Uh, the chili, our chili cook-off today at, at Odyssey. It does not have anything to do with that at all. It has to do actually with a... A comment Matt made on the on his program. Thanks for reminding me. I've got to go down to my car and get my chili. chili. Yeah, <laughs> totally brought... forgot it. Let me go grab that and I'll be back. <laughs> we'll Team set the menu. Chili I'm sure everyone's very confused, so we'll explain it all when we come back. It's Bennett Woods. Good morning to you. It's Thursday. Let's check traffic here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Got the uh, confirmation that my co-host Benjamin uh, Higgins is uh, a, a touch insane. As he, I, I don't think uh, Angelina Jolie's that attractive. I mean, obviously she's a very good-looking woman. It's just not my, like my type. Mm. He's like her lips. Her lips are a little too. They're intimidating to me. The, intimidating. Yeah. Hmm. It's an odd. It's also a defense mechanism when you know you have. <laughs> Absolutely no chance with someone. The idea that she's eh, not in not, here not asking that. you to go out for coffee or anything. Know, but it's like, well, you know what? Not this really wouldn't be something I'd want anyway. Right, it's, right. Ah, I wouldn't even want to. <laughs> I wouldn't even want that. Hannah says Ben likes a girl next door. I do. Yeah, he I likes actually a girl very much door. do. Next so, door. Hey there, Delilah. So uh, this may be the last time Polly works and sits at that board. In its current state yeah, what, of what is functionality. Have you not heard about this? I haven't. I, so, right, so I knew you said spicy, and I know that we have a company in-house chili cook-off in honor of the Super Bowl this weekend. And that's today? The big game. Yeah. Yeah, it's the big, big game. Big can't game. do any chili, chili cook-off. Chili yeah, cook-off. Big game. Oh, we're dead. That's it. <laughs> then it was just over. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Polly. FCC's $50, coming. $50,000 fine. Here FCC's like... <laughs> Sorry, it's the dump it, dump it. It's the big game chili cook. I thought even that here. was copyrighted now. Oh, uh, Sean just had a good idea, a good bit. Set Ben up with a celebrity crush. That'd be incredible. Uh, but so it's not about chili. There was uh, uh, there were some goings on on the afternoon show. Ben, you were you? Yeah, heard I was it. listening actually. So um, yeah, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. was uh, bringing in his his lunch or dinner or, or whatever he eats during the show, and he had some. Had some Thai food Hold and on. that in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> that in and of itself is brilliant. And and Matt was I made, love Thai food. I don't know that I would eat it before I needed to talk for three or four hours. Good point. Yeah, and, and Matt was uh, poking fun at Tony because he was sweating profusely <laughs> as he ate because of the spice level. And they asked Tony, like, "What did you? What number did you get of spiciness of your Thai food?" And Tony said. I, like two or three, and and Matt goes two or three. Is that's, he a, is he a spice shamer? And he goes, yes, he is. He's and a he spice shamer. I order a ten. Get out of and here. And so they did not. And to their credit, Gwen and Chris did not let up on that. They you order a ten. 
a Thai food 10. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I can do a 10. And he stuck with it. And then he's le- saying he can do it or like that's his order. Well, like, when he, he made it seem like that it. was his order. Now, after they challenged him and set up today's challenge, which I believe is supposed to happen early in the show. Oh, oh I'll be I will um, be I will be there. They, uh, you know, Matt later admitted, OK, I don't. I don't really order ten. Oh, I did order it oh, once when I was Canada. drinking. You don't know her. Yeah, when I was Canada, drinking. I ordered a ten yeah, up in the Bay Area. I've no done idea. it before. Yeah, she's but a ten. She's a ten. It's not my go-to every single time. But she I can did, do. I met her at camp. I can do it. And then there were some listeners who pointed out there's a difference between an American ten. If you just you know walk in and say I'll take a ten, they won't really. They won't. Jack up the spice level as high as they can possibly go. There's also a Thai 10, like for a Thai person who eats Thai food and they really want a 10, there's a separate level. So they, they challenge him. Yeah, I think it's kind of a wink, wink, nod, nod. Like you need to be convinced. You need to convince the establishment. Sign a This waiver. is what you really, really want. And, uh, and then they said, okay, well, let's, let's order one of those for Matt Scraby and we'll have him eat it on the air today. And that's the plan. So, Jocelyn says he definitely started backpedaling. Okay. So then Chris says, Woods, did you say you could hit 100 miles an hour? When we first started here, we were talking about how difficult it is to hit a baseball. And there was going to be a challenge. Uh, and it, I don't think it came from me coming in here, cracking the mic and going, oh, yeah, I can hit 100. I, I don't think I can. I don't think I've ever thought I could. Um, and somebody tweeted me the other day, they're like, Tony Gwynn Jr. said he'll bet you anything that you can't hit 100. And I wrote back, He's no absolutely way. right. Also, like that's like that's like me saying I bet you Tony Gwynn Jr. couldn't power lift six thousand pounds. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't remember me What's being like, like. Can I get in on some of that action? That sounds yeah. for like a pretty good bet, actually. It was, um, it was something that was going to happen. We were going right to do the challenge right the before pandemic. COVID, dude. It was right. It was we... going to be before opening day or like at our opening day broadcast. They were going to bring out a pitching machine. No, it was at Brickyard. Yep. We had it all set up at Brickyard. We were going to go down. We were going to broadcast live, and then COVID hit, and it was done. And I was like, oh, it was. Adam was really like, hey, no, you got to do this. I was like, bro, I, I'm going to look like a buffoon. I can't hit a hundred. It was like out of ten pitches, ten at hundred miles an hour, can Woods even get the bat on the ball one time? I don't, and I don't think I would ever sit here and say because I'm not the guy that comes in and goes, if you give me a thousand at bats in the big leagues, I could get a knock. I would go oh for a thousand, oh for a thousand. <laughs> I would that. We always talk, all, all fat, old, washed-up sports guys, we love to do that bit like, all right, if you got into an NBA game, could you get one rebound? The answer is no. Right. There's one thing I could do. One, if I was playing first base, they hit a ground ball to Manny, and he threw it to me, I could catch it. That's it. <laughs> and then my career is done. I couldn't catch a pop fly. And even then, it would have movement. It would be coming in harder than anything you've ever I, seen. I, I, I could catch it. I could catch I'm Manny. Saying, it wouldn't, yeah. Ma- yeah, Manny fielding the ground. Throwing to me at first, I could catch the ball. That's a challenge. If Manny wants to do it, I'll do it at spring training. Now, you throw it in the dirt. I'm probably not going to pick it. I could catch a ball. That's it. I can't hit 100. If you gave me, I bet if you gave me 50 pitches, I don't know if I could ever time it up. It's so, it's so hard. I was in the cage at 80 and was like having If, if I had to do that. something, Ooh. I think I'd want to try to strike out a major league batter. Are you insane? Are you out of your mind? Well, they sometimes like when they those guys throw really slow, like the position players come in and just lob it over. They then can't they like would, an EFIS pitch. They would take your head off. I mean, that would be the best chance. I, I mean, I'd have no chance. But of all, I couldn't catch a ball at first. I don't think coming over from Manny at this point. 
Well, I, I promise you, you couldn't strike out a major leaguer. There's no way. Like if I lobbed it up at forty, they would. They just because of their time is so on like ninety, they might, they might have trouble if I lobbed no. it. No, they Sometimes. may swing it, miss it one. Yeah. Guess what they're going to do? The second time or third one, yeah. they're going to put it right off your forehead. <laughs> strike out is throw a strike. That might be the, the most throw a strike. thing I've ever heard. Then he throw a strike. That's insane. okay. So anyway, he's gonna he's gonna come in here today. And he's going to eat this. Now, who's getting it for him? Ello? I think, I think he's supposed to pick it up on the way in. Now, that's it right there. You don't you, trust You've him. tampered with the sample, potentially. I think Ben should eat a jelly bean for thinking he could strike out <laughs> a major leaguer. We just make him eat beans all that's day. The, that's the most absurd no, thing no, I've I ever just, heard. I mean, I know that I can't do any of that, but if I had to try something, like, I know I can't hit, I know I can't do anything, at least I've seen guys swing and miss at really slow pitches. I would, I would wager that you couldn't get it over the plate from six. I think feet, you would walk them inches. four straight pitches. Well, eventually, given a some warm ups, I probably could. I mean, mm. I've pitched in the past. Yeah, when you were twelve. Yeah, you're forty eight years. When's old. When's the last time you threw a baseball? Many many years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'd rather do that than like try to catch a pop fly. Or, oh, pop if fly I had would to be do embarrassing. Some, if I had to do something in baseball. Uh, there's, I mean, like you, you're, you're mandating that I do something in baseball. That would probably be what I'd pick of the things that I had to do. I would you could take a soft grounder to first base, pick pick it up, and step on the bag. I could do that. But other than that, man, anything. I mean, over... if you can promise me it's very soft, yes. <laughs> I yeah. I just I wouldn't want to have to field a ground like a major league ground ball though. When Tim, Tim Flan hits some. He, he wraps some pretty good fungos at you. You're like, oh, I can do this. Well, then the game starts, and somebody hits one at you, and you boot it. I mean, it's just the dumbest thing ever. But uh, I'm interested to see how this goes. I'll tell you, I'm nervous to see how this goes. I picture the scene in Dumb and Dumber where they're eating those peppers, and they're like, oh, it's no big deal. More tingly than hot. And then Scraby just going, and vomiting all over the Ketchup studio. Ketchup and mustard bottles. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to put this on record. Adam, if you're listening, if this studio smells like vomit tomorrow, I'm turn. I'm walking in and I'm walking out. Yep. I'm not doing the show. Sorry, I'm just not happening. I, you need to do this in a controlled environment. It needs to be a lab of some sort. There's a lot with of plastic, electrical equipment. Plastic over here. on the floor. Uh, a big bucket. He's not going to be able to like do a, a Dexter room. He can't do a tie ten, man. There's no way. I, I'm skeptical. We'll I've see never what eaten, happens. I don't, I'm not a big spicy food person. Seven is so the highest I've ever gone, and that was excruciating. My wife right? orders a five, and I'm like, nope, can't, t- can't so, do it. Is it when you get to that level, a tie ten? Is it so spicy that you throw up, or is good. it like you, your, tongue, not used your to tongue touches it? You're like, I just, I'm done. I, so I, he's gonna do this early in their show. That's another massive. That's mistake. what they. I heard them say. Oh, this should be the very last yesterday. thing. <laughs> and then he's got his own show. Remember, oh, after their show God. ends, so by himself at the end of the day. I don't know how he's going to make it. I really don't. Well, good luck, Scrape. I will be watching. I will be tuned in. I'll have the family around the TV. Like I cannot wait for this. Please be okay though, because I like Scrape a lot. He's a good kid, and I don't want him to have to go. To the paramedic. I want to mix things up today. We've been giving away Padres uh, spring training tickets this week, but doing it in the end of the show. And I know there are a lot of people who like to listen early in the show and like the opportunity to win. So uh, if you want to call in right now, 833-288-0973. We'll make the uh, fourth caller our winner. A pair of tickets to see your team at a spring training game at the Peoria Sports Complex and qualify in our grand prize drawing. Fly away trip for two, including spring training tickets, a Southwest Airlines gift card, and a one-night hotel stay made possible by the Peoria Sports Complex. Visit PeoriaBaseball.com. 
com. Call now, 833-288-0973. Still have the, uh, the menus to hand out. Like Haven't that. done that Save yet, that. but Save we will that. do that when we come back. Uh, and we will talk about another Padre who we had to say farewell to officially yesterday, signing with another ball club. One of the top five home run hitters on the Padres last season is gone. Get to that coming up next with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Come on forever, shows these keep us together. All right, it's a throwback Thursday. Paulie has dug into the archives, and in our 7 o'clock hour, we'll, uh, we'll go back a couple of years. Paulie found an old clip, another one of me, I'm like shocked. last week, of course. Um, it also is three years ago this week. Anyone remember the, uh, the cat lawyer? That was uh, during the I'm pandemic. Oh, yeah. that was that this was week. that was this week three years ago. So we've got <laughs> a couple of fun Throwback Thursday items for you coming up on the program today. Uh, we'll play a little real or fake as we do on Throwback Thursday. Try to qualify a listener for our trip to Las Vegas coming up in our seven o'clock hour. That's actually just one segment away at this point. Uh, at seven twenty, don't do this. We were just discussing a possible don't do this item. Involving a major league baseball player who is still uh, looking for a job right now. There's a, there's actually a lot of players who are still looking for jobs. <laughs> the, the list is long. I mean, today officially, I believe spring training begins. The yes. LA Dodgers pitchers and catchers report to camp. So spring training is now underway in, you know, down there in Camelback Ranch, not far from the Peoria Sports Complex. Spring training is underway and there are still dozens of unsigned players, including Many of the top free agents of the offseason, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, who have yet to pick a team as other guys are heading out. Uh, we will talk to Matt Strom of the Philadelphia Phillies at 735 as we continue our Tier 1 Tour Day 2. Uh, we will take a look at the Phillies, talk to our friend who is one of the pitchers for the team. He's already in camp uh, in Florida, so a lot of guys are in camp and there are a lot of guys who are still waiting to figure out if they're going, am I going to Florida? Am I going to Arizona? What team am I going to? Where am I going to be playing this summer? Uh, it is a very, very slow, very slow developing market this offseason. And it's not like you're hearing a lot of r- rumors that, oh, yeah, these signings are imminent or anything. There's no smoke even right now. When was the last time you heard a Blake Snell rumor? It's been about three weeks. It was the Yankees yeah. three weeks ago. He The, the rumor... Out of New York that he wanted nine years, two seventy. What was it? Six one fifty. They, they were offering like six one fifty, and he wanted nine. And he wanted nine, so they signed. Uh, who did they sign instead? Uh, uh, Stroman. Oh, Stroman. Stroman. Yeah, 
for a couple of years at a much lower price. Correct. And now we haven't heard much from the uh, the Blake Snell market in weeks. So uh, we will talk some Major League Baseball and continue our Tier 1 tour. Uh, second half of the program, got our round of report, headlines, all those fun Fun things, but uh, there was a move yesterday. It did involve a now former Padre. We'll get to that coming up after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Congratulations to our winner of the spring training tickets. Who was it, Javi? Yes. Javi, congratulations for calling in. We'll have another pair to give away tomorrow. Next week, uh, Annie and Elston are going to be giving away tickets, then Gwen and Chris, and then we've got another week of them, and then the grand prize drawing at the end of the month here of February for the uh, the Southwest Airlines and hotel stay as well to go with it. So yesterday I uh, saw the news, and we were just talking a couple of days ago about whether the Padres should still be interested in bringing back Gary Sanchez as a, a third catching option and, and mainly maybe as a designated hitting option uh, for this season. But instead, he signs with the Milwaukee Brewers yesterday, a one-year, $7 million contract, also includes a mutual option for the second season. Now, those mutual options are almost never picked up. It's very rare that you see the the perfect set of circumstances where because if a player has a really great season, he'll decline his option because yep. he wants to be a free agent. If a player has a really bad season, the team will decline it because well, we don't want to pay you again for another bad year. So it really has to be like a very small, narrow window. But he got that second-year mutual option. Uh, interesting move by the Brewers who have... Uh, Traded away Corbin Burns, yes, which is usually viewed as a sign we're in rebuilding type mode, but then have gone out and signed Reese Hoskins and now Gary Sanchez and have loaded up their lineup a little bit more in you know in a in a, a division that's not overly strong. They remain one of the top contenders going into this twenty twenty four season. Yeah, it's a it's a weird way that they're doing it. I saw a couple of guys tweeting yesterday like what. What are, what is the Brewers' plan? But uh, they added a, a, a nice right-handed bat. Um, they've got a really good catcher there, so I, I would assume Ben he's probably going to take on some of the, the the DH role for them. He he somebody tweeted yesterday, and it made perfect sense to me. Honestly, one of the first guys that AJ has picked up in his tenure, you know, off the off the scrap heap essentially because he was on three different teams I think last year before he got here that actually came in and. Really contributed, uh, honestly. Like some of the the moves that we've made, traded for at the deadline, whatever. They you know, pitching wise, it's been fine. Yeah, you've you've really done a great job. But but guys coming here and and turning it on, finding some power uh, has just not been something we've seen a lot of as Padres fans. But Gary Sanchez was that outlier, and for whatever reason, man, he came here, he found his stroke, and hit a lot of home runs for us, and seemed to get his career back on track. And good for him. I, I'll say this. Maybe I'm the new Colonel Budget. I saw seven million bucks. I go, all right, good luck. You know, good luck. I, I want to ride with Campisano. Higashioka is the backup. Brett Sullivan is the backup to him. Yeah, you're going to get panicked if if Campisano can't stay healthy. Then you've got Higashioka who doesn't doesn't hit a ton, and Brett Sullivan who doesn't hit a ton at, at all either. So that's what you're you're worried about. But um, I don't know, man. I I think seven million bucks for a, a DH. Uh, a, I would probably spend $7 million on J.D. Martinez before I would spend it to have Gary Sanchez be a DH, right? So um, good, yeah, good for him, though. With Sanchez, though, you do get the potential emergency backup catcher. Sure. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. 
Well, we we just saw last year how the Padres got burned on the Matt Carpenter signing. They saw him hit 15 home runs in 47 games for the Yankees, a really hot summer, and they went out and spent, you know, two years, $12 million, thinking he could duplicate or come close to duplicating that with the Padres. Gary Sanchez didn't do much more than that. He hit 19 home runs in 72 games for the Padres, had a really hot stretch. Is that something that will be repeatable another year after he had his years of struggling? Because Matt Carpenter, before 2022 with the Yankees, had, you know, a couple of really rough, ragged years with the St. Louis Cardinals at the end of his tenure, like Gary Sanchez had had a couple of rough years before his Padres summer. So will the Milwaukee Brewers be getting the Gary Sanchez, who was, you know, a instant offense plug-in power option, or will they be getting the Gary Sanchez of a couple of years ago that was bouncing around teams and, and wasn't really a great option? I don't know. Could could go either way. If they get the they get the home run guy, they'll probably be pretty happy. Now, even with the home runs, what did Gary Sanchez hit? Like two twelve? Yeah. I mean he's not last a, year. Yeah. It's a it's a one trick pony. You know, he's a he's a power he's a power guy. He'll hit you some home runs when he's not, he's not giving you a lot. He did impress us all with Maybe better defense than we expected. Sure. He he worked well with Blake Snell on his, on his Cy Young Cy Young Award winning run, uh, but he was never known for great defense before that. You don't pick up Gary Sanchez going, hey, at the very least, we're getting a great defensive catcher if he can't. Yeah, C20, so, C20 Moreno in the chat says Miller Park's going to be a, a nice ballpark for him to hit in, and that that's probably true. And, you know, you, you see what he was able to do at Petco. He's got the kind of power, though, that it works anywhere. Yeah. It wor- if it works at Petco, it works anywhere. No doubt. I don't think he's not a wall scraper kind of guy. No, no, no. Where, no. you know, he'll need a couple of extra short balls to hit home runs. He'll hit them or he won't hit them. And we'll see. If he hits them, they'll be very happy with this signing. If he doesn't, wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to struggling again just because it's hard to read something out of just 70 games and, you know, 100 and something, you know, 200 at-bats or so, whatever he got last season. So we'll we'll see how Gary Sanchez does. Doesn't solve the Padres issue at designated hitter. Uh, Certainly that remains a, I mean, we talk about outfield, which is the, the most pressing need going into spring training, but they also will need a designated hitter. And if Manny Machado is truly healthy at the start of the season, They'll they'll need one right away, yeah. uh, essentially, because they won't be able to plug Manny in there for the first couple of weeks. It's okay if you have to put in an Eggy Rosario for a little bit at third base or a Matt Batten for a couple of weeks. Yeah, you've got Manny to DH. But if if Manny's your DH, I don't think you want to rely on an Eggy Rosario or a Matt Batten to be your DH no. for a couple of weeks. You're giving up opportunities there to to make your team better so yeah dh is another position that that aj really needs to address before the start of the season yeah it's been super fun so far yeah uh one other move involving a former padre yesterday saw that brent honeywell signed a minor league deal with the pittsburgh pirates and best of luck to brent honeywell with the buckos as he uh so he can make like 1.2 million i think if he makes the major league roster i was impressed with Brent Honeywell and and what he had to come back from, um, but yeah, too many balls left up in the zone hit a long, long way at potentially the worst time uh, of the game many times. And uh, he, he listen, he did have some good outings. He did ha- he have some stuff that you looked at and went, okay, I I can see why you you took a flyer I had on high him. hopes. From I did, man. I liked him too. He's a good guy. I would say, and maybe you'll disagree. Low key, 
one of our worst interviews we've ever done. I'd say that's probably fair. I'd say that's fair. And we've done some bad ones, but that one, low-key up there with uh, one of the worst. We, we, we had high hopes for it going oh, into it. but I wasn't there. You guys did. I know. I know. Uh, he was kind of put up on a tee for us by our pals Cespedes Barbecue. Yeah. They were like, oh, he's the best. Yes. You mm-hmm. guys have to talk you to him. talk to him. You're going to love him. And, tough, and tough maybe interview. that's on me and Paul and Woods. Maybe you would have brought something out of made him. him shine and blossom. But I must say, it was it was even in person. It was, was more of a so, challenge. He was than very I intense. Yeah, I don't know that Woods could have done a whole lot more. He I was locked. He was we, already game we face tried locked to get in when we talked out to him. him. Like just, it was it was two or three hours before the game, right? Yeah. And but he was already like like locked in. Like you could see that. Like that stare, he was thinking about the game and not about us or the interview. Oh, so what do you like to do? Do you, do you golf or like what no. do you like to do outside of baseball? He's like, uh, just baseball, twenty four hours a day. <sighs> Maybe you find that interview. We can play it on a Throwback Thursday. <laughs> I was out that day, and I remember texting us, "Hey, how did it go? Not good. It's not good. <laughs> we did play it. I think. Uh, of course, we you still aired it. On the show, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Wasn't wasn't the finest work we've ever. Wasn't done. your best work. Um, it happens. You know, there's there's always information. You can't there's... all be home runs like guests that Woods books. Right. Like Lee Lowenfish. Lee Lowenfish. <laughs> one of the best we've ever had. I mean, you want to get an impression of who the real Brent Honeywell was. And I think we got the real Brent Honeywell in our interview. It just wasn't wasn't someone who was particularly engaging with Paul and myself. Well, to, you know, in his defense, when you're standing on the field at his place of business, instead of, you know, maybe sitting in a room somewhere, with a microphone and you know you're he's on the field at work like I'm going to give you a better interview if I'm sitting in your podcast studio than I would if you're standing in the studio interviewing me between breaks right that just stands to reason I've always uh, wanted I love talking to players that they're so fun uh, most of the time but yeah I mean I'm on their turf on their field keep their heads ringing is in the background <laughs> as loud as it can be hey so what are your other interests Instead of baseball, like they're like, I don't, I'm at work, dude. I don't want to do this right now. Get them before the game, you know, like that's, that's my uh, advice. And I think the last couple of years we've been chasing the next Matt Strom in the Padres bullpen. And by that, I mean, someone who's really engaging, fun to talk to, uh, an easy conversation, uh, which is why we picked him as our representative for our Tier 1 tour. And we will hear uh, from Matt Strom, who is reporting to camp with the Philadelphia Phillies this week, coming up at 735 on day two of our Tier 1 tour. We're starting in the NL East uh, one day. Every day, different team until the Padres opener against the L.A. Dodgers. If I've done the math correctly, and Paulie's made a chart, so I think that we have, it should time out perfectly that we'll uh, we'll finish up the Tier 1 tour just as the Padres get ready to open the season in Korea against the Dodgers. I like we, it. Um, I don't want to say the phrase that I normally would say because we have FCC regulations, but do we get a little too ahead of ourselves maybe? Uh, we are previewing a different team every day, counting down to opening day. Right. And we said, you know, we're not going to have a guest for every team. Yeah, not everyone. But we have friends, like Katie Wu covers the Cardinals. When, we, when the Cardinals day comes up, she will be on the show. Jessica Kleinschmidt for the A's. Like, Our first easy. two guests for the first two teams were the manager and a current player. I mean, <laughs> we'll do the best we can. That's We've set we... the bar high. Yeah. We get Steve Cohen on tomorrow to talk about the yeah. Nets. <laughs> so, what's your problem? <laughs> A lot of tax, buddy. Lots of tax.
All right, we will play some real or fake when we come back, and a little throwback Thursday as well. Next with Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. They have a rant in me later today. Oh, yes. I love a rant. What's it about? Yeah, really, it's about the baseball media in general, Are but we- specifically about the Dodgers Oh no! and right. the coverage of the Dodgers. It's, Are they getting too much coverage, in your opinion? It's not, it's not the amount of coverage. It's the tenor of the coverage. Ooh, the tenor. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to play devil's advocate. When you're ranting against the Dodgers, but I kind of understand. Well, I was reading um, Alden Gonzalez did a piece yesterday, basically chronicling the Dodgers offseason and how they landed Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto and how it just it all came together. Sure, which is fine. I understand there's an appetite for that in certain quarters, and 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 I don't mind him doing the piece. But there was a line in it. Where they said, you know, and the Dodgers spent over a billion dollars on two players, and then they went out and spent more on, on Glassnow, and they they spent more in the off season, and somehow all around Major League Baseball, everyone acknowledges it's still very financially responsible of them. Like no it is one crazy, no one has the slightest iota of a problem that the Dodgers are spending this much. In fact, if anything, they're just getting. Praised, heaped praised for the amount of money they have spent this offseason. Now, this may hurt you to hear, but the way that they have set up their franchise with, um, I cannot remember the name of the shell that it's under, Um, the ownership Yeah, Guggenheim Guggenheim. Partners. So the way that they have set it up, and I have heard this from many, many people high up in the game that we know and love, and they have said, it's it's beyond brilliant. Now, if your son came to you, Ben, today and said, "Dad, I'm going to buy this house." And I'm going to the guy said I only have to put $200 down, but I owe him $14 million in 9 years. You'd say, "That's a terrible deal. It's a don't do it. It's you're going to be buried for life." Much like student loans and things like that. 
the way that they've set it up, it's almost impossible for them to lose money unless uh, something catastrophic happens. Yeah, like, no, I don't. I don't doubt that they can afford it. It's just very. Maybe it's the structure of baseball that frustrates me. That you're playing in the same league under the same rules, yet you have teams like the Padres who are relentlessly hammered when they spend money. It really is. And tough. you have a team like the Dodgers that are effusively praised when they spend money. How how are you operating an effective league under a set of rules? that rewards some teams for spending and punishes other teams for spending. You are never well, the, the, you are never going to have basically a, an equal competitive playing field for your franchises under that system. No, you never will. And it doesn't, you know, that's the thing is it doesn't mean that the the little guy can't No. can't rise Absolutely up. Absolutely they can. But it also doesn't mean that the big guy is doing anything wrong. You know, um, it 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 definitely sucks. You're, uh, you know, you, and, and that's why it was more the media coverage of the Dodgers rather than the Dodgers. It didn't bother me. They should be spending. They're making that kind of money. Yeah. They should be spending that kind of money with that TV deal that they have. It's it's absurd. I mean, we're over here scrounging and pinching pennies, and you know, counting on uh, other sources of revenue. And that team, which by the way, it's not like. They get all that money, and like what a quarter of the L.A. Metro can watch their games. Still, like it's still not a perfect system for. There's Dodger fans in L.A. that can't watch the games, but they're still getting eight billion dollars in TV rights. The NFL may not be the perfect system for its players with its hard salary cap, but man, is it a great system for fans? I think, especially for fans of smaller market teams that want to be able to turn it around. The NFL truly rewards the smarter organizations, the ones that draft well, that coach well, yeah. that do things yeah. well. Those are the teams that will have consistent success, and it has nothing to do with what city they play in. It could be Kansas City, it can be Green Bay, Wisconsin, or it could be in a big market uh, as well. If you're doing things smart, you can have constant success in the NFL and if you do things dumb, you can't spend your way out of it. There's nothing you can do about it. Now, there's some of that in baseball, but there's clearly a delineation of the teams in the different markets, and they're playing a different game, essentially. It's a different game in the offseason, depending on where you are and what kind of TV revenues and what kind of market size you're in. Yeah, and there's this cycle in baseball that's interesting to me. Um, and we're talking to Matt Strom at 735. Let's be uh, completely transparent with our audience. We, it Matt, will be live for you. It will be live for you. We pre-taped <laughs> yes, it at 530 this morning because guess what? Matty's at spring training and he's got work to do. They're already He's already there. Yeah. So there's this cycle that happens in baseball and, and you know, talking about you know, being a Padre fan or a, a Yankee fan or a Diamondbacks fan, what happens when you get a little taste of success? What do you, the fan, then expect? Okay, all right, we're knocking on the door. Time to open the checkbook. A couple years ago, AJ Preller, Peter Seidler said, "Let's let's jam. Let's we're the only game in town now. Let's jam. Let's add some really good pieces. Let's extend some of the pieces that we have." Those moves may not all work out in the long run, but you went for it. You tried it. You sat at the table with the big boys, and you went for it. You look at what Philly, and we're going to ask Matt Strom about this. In fact, we already did. Um, hey, like, 
you guys have been knocking on the door. Very quiet offseason. I mean, m- massively quiet offseason. If you're a Phillies fan, aren't you livid right now? If you're a Texas Rangers fan, you just won the World Series. You're not going to bring back Monty? You're not going to bring that dude back? You're not going to bring back some of the guys that you have? There's something happening in baseball when you're looking around and everything is a little bit slow. The Padres, a little bit slow of an offseason. The Dodgers saw that and said, we're going. We're going all in. We didn't like getting beat by the Padres. We didn't like being beat by the Diamondbacks. doesn't mean they're going to win one extra game in October. It doesn't mean they're going to win one extra game. It certainly, certainly puts them in a better position. But there is this weird cycle. We expect when things start going well, they're going to keep going well, keep going well, keep going well, spend more money, spend more money. You're seeing a lot of teams, not just the Padres, say, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to mortgage our future anymore. We tried it. It didn't work. Let's do a little mini reset and get back to get back to zero and go out and try to win. Let's uh, get a contestant on the line for real or fake here. Call in now, 833-288-0973. Qualify for our trip to Las Vegas. Got our game coming up here in about three minutes. And while you call in, uh, we've got a throwback Thursday clip. Now, we always point out anytime one of us has... <laughs> what would you call it? A bit of a mm, frog in the throat, yeah. some some hoarseness, uh, you know, our hacksaw moments, right. as we refer to them you know, on this program. Yeah. And Pauly uh, rolled it back. This was two years Kendra ago. Kendrick Morales for the home <laughs> run. Yeah. Vladimir Guerrero had key hits along, <coughs> excuse me, along the way. And the Angels batting order. Angels batting order. Just, peanut skin <clears> in there? Me. That's the worst. <clears throat> Wore out the... Uh, Red Sox pitching staff. Why don't you take a break and a drink of water? Now Ben is guilty of that too. He will power through will. it. He will. And you I'll can hear it. Down. You can hear it creeping up. You're like, oh god, up the throat. Here, here it comes. And it's like, dude, just take stop a- down. <laughs> Quick timeout. <sighs> yeah. Cough. You're good. Excuse me. So uh, yeah, this was two years ago, February sixth, twenty twenty two, and it just—I don't remember what we did with this on our show, but this was actually from Ben's other job. He would say his primary job, but Channel 10. And uh, it was some outtakes. And I guess you were really under the weather I, that I week. definitely must have been quite. I mean, you can hear it immediately as soon as you start talking, but it gets so much worse. Harold Varner III with just his second ever worldwide win. And it comes in dramatic fashion on the 72nd hole in the Middle East. Oh, you're dying. Well, another head coaching oh. vacancy in the NFL was filled today. The Miami Dolphins are high. Can we pick it up from that story and I'll just edit it together? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Coming off the cold. All right. Are you sure? I'm coming off the uh, cold. No kidding. No. Yeah. How about a lozenge? <sighs> well, another head coaching vacancy in the oh, NFL no. was filled today. The Miami Dolphins are hiring 38-year-old Yale grad Mike McDaniel to replace Brian Flores. I, If I was your boss, I would have said, hey, Higgins. Once you hit the road, bud. I think, <laughs> I think they did. I think they did at that point. It's death. See, the NFL was filled today. The Miami Dolphins are high. <laughs> I, th- I think that was after I had taken some days off for being Say, At some point, you have to come back, right? Not I mean, if you're talking like that. Jeff said, I need a halls just listening to this clip. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, the when worst, I, When man. I do get a cold.
Yeah, I really? Be, oh, really? I may only be sick for a day or two, but that sticks with me for like three weeks. God, and I can't. I, I don't now. feel like I can just say, you know, the voice isn't quite right yet. I'll be back in three weeks. Yeah, you say, can't. You can't really say that. <laughs> yes, what? You're, but, <laughs> You're fired. But when you t- when I start talking and going on a long like monologue soliloquy, it, you're just done. It just it creeps. Head right coaching back vacancy in, for, like, in the NFL weeks. was filled today. The Miami Dolphins. It's the- are- it's Sorry. the voice and it's the snot nose. Yeah. It just kills you. It just this job. This is it, so hard when you don't feel good. It, it all just <sighs> comes right back. You think, yeah, I'm feeling better, and then you start talking and you go, Oh no, I'm oh, gonna it's, die. It's, oh, it's coming right up. Fantastic. Yeah. How did we get that? Did he send that to yeah, us? I don't know. I, you must I, have I don't sent remember. It to us. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can listen to it all day. Who likes me? That will be Matt Scraby later today here in the studio as he eats his uh, his Thai ten spicy food. Coming off the cold. Yeah. Coming off the, the cold. Yeah, no, grinning, you're not coming off show. that at all. It's still They're very much still, there. Yeah, it's still there. Not coming off of anything, as a matter of fact. Yeah. All right, uh, ready to play? Let's get to a little real or fake. Some are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for Real or Fake on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. We'll have another Throwback Thursday clip coming up, I think, in our 835 segment this morning. All right, we got uh, Dave on the line as our contestant today on Real or Fake. Hello, Dave. Good morning, guys. Hey, Dave. All right, uh, you have a chance to qualify for our two-night getaway at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino and tickets to air supply at the... International Theater on May 31st and June 1st of this year. Check out the Westgate's room renovation, $70 million worth uh, newly designed premier rooms, part of the legendary Vegas fun at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. All right, you need four out of seven, right, to qualify. Woodsy is uh, here to help you out. If you have any questions, here is your category. Anybody out there headed to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl? Need some non-gambling ideas to spend some time while you're in Sin City. Today, I bring you a list of exhibitions, attractions, and Hall of Fames. All you have to do is tell me if it is a real Las Vegas museum or a fake I have invented to fool you. Now, Woods, you probably... I, I get the sense when you go to Vegas, you're not looking for museums to attend. Cultural uh, is, exhibits. Is the Spearmint Rhino a museum? It is not. It's kind of. It is not. Dave, are you uh, ready to play? Uh, sure. All right. Let's try this. Round one. Let's go do it. The Pinball Hall of Fame. Real or fake, Dave? Pinball Hall of Fame. Wow. Uh, I don't know about you, Woods. I'm thinking fake. What do you think? Uh, I'll roll with you, man. I I think I'm going to say fake with you. We're going to go fake. Ah, you absolutely can attend the Pinball Hall of Fame in Las Vegas. Okay. That's where it exists. All right, uh, round all right. two. We're all right. We're all right. Round two. Here we go. The Erotic Heritage Museum. Ben. Real or fake? Ben. Ben. Erotic Heritage. I, I could go with real on that. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Does it sound good yeah. to both of you? You yeah. probably want to go there, Woods? Yes, yes yeah. you would? Absolutely. Then go. It's real. Yes. <laughs> Yes. All right, that's one point for Dave. Erotic. Yes. Thank you, Polly. Erotic. Yes. Round you. number three. <laughs> the Museum of Selfies. Real or fake? The Museum of Selfies. It sounds so fake, but. God, who would ever want to go to that? 
<sighs> well, Ben, say, lately, Ben's been posting some selfies, <laughs> maybe. I'm going to say fake. What do you think, Will? I think it's fake. It's real. Let's go fake. That's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. It's real. I don't know what kind of selfies are good enough to make it into a museum. They <laughs> they have to be spectacular, I would think. All right. Uh, we have one out of three so far. We're going to round number four. The world's best damn museum. D-A-M. D-A-M. World's best damn right. museum. Real or fake? I'm just going to flat out say fake. I think it's real. What about Hoover Dam? He says fake, Polly. Oh, he's right. Did you get that from Vegas Vacation? Uh, no, I just came up with that one. I figured, you know, I think the Hoover they Dam. Did that. Welcome they, to your dam remember. tour. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Kind of sneaky. Yeah, a little sneaky. A little pun that's, there. That's our little pun. Little I, I, sometimes I make, you know that the real ones sound fake and the fake ones sound real. So sometimes I'll make one sound really fake. That showed it actually Just get to is the next fake. one for the love fine. of That's God. Two, two out of four. We go to round number five. The Museum of Pornography. Ben, Real or fake? Ben. The Museum God. of Pornography. Really Real or shell. fake? Well, it is Las Vegas. Come on, Woods. That sounds fake. That's too overt. <laughs> really? Yeah, Even, really? Even for Vegas? All right. What do you yeah, think, I'm, Dave? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fake. He's gonna say fake. Oh, yeah, good call. Yeah. good call. Good call. All right, you're one away from the win. Let's Perfect. go to Th- that. Came from his mind, by the way. Yeah. Let's go to round number six then. Deviant. The burlesque hall of fame. Ooh. Real or fake? <laughs> so horny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? That sounds that sounds real. Hmm. Uh, burlesque is a thing. There. Oh. oh, I went to this one in Amsterdam. It was completely different. I'm sure, but I'm gonna. Okay, we'll go real. He's gonna go real. Let's go real. Oh man, Dave's yes! winner! Yeah! Congratulations. <laughs> so yeah, just to be clear, real erotic heritage museum, real burlesque hall of fame, fake museum of pornography. Uh, last one here for you, Woods. The Punk Rock Museum. That's real. Real? Yeah, have you been there? I have not, but I want to. You go. could go there. You'd probably enjoy I that really one. Dave, hang it. on the line, Paul. Erotic. Get your, get your information and uh, put you into the drawing for the trip to Las Vegas, can, where you can see some of these museums yourself. Can you save Dave going? Yeah. After you play the sound, please. I'd like that. I'd like that. Whew. All right. Uh, don't do this. Is coming up next, uh, Woods. You've got a major league baseball player. Bad look, maybe, for a Major League Baseball player? Uh, down bad, I think, is what the kids call it. What is it called? Down bad. Down bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, so you can explain it to me next. Down bad. With Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, back after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Do this. I got a little surprise for you, Don't, don't do this. Listen, if I'm, if I'm something, something bad, I mean, tell me I'm a bad boy. You know, just tell me I'm a bad boy. Why? Just why? I get the argument. You don't have to explain it to me. I'm not a moron. Let me tell you why I am a dumbass. It's time for Don't Do This. Don't do this. On 97.3 The Fan. 
Got our Tier 1 Tour, Matt Strom joining us in our next segment. Stay tuned for that. Right now, Don't Do This is brought to you by the Craft Taco in Sorrento Valley. The Craft Taco has some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. Go to thecrafttaco.com. Take a look at their happy hour specials today. Thecrafttaco.com. Do do that. All right. I, um, I saw the video of this yesterday, and it made me a little queasy. And I think you felt the same way. But so there was a um, unbelievable. I was, I there was, was a guy sick. who was uh, who was videoed having climbed to the top of the Las Vegas Sphere. Now you've been to the Sphere. It is so it's enormous. It's spherical and large. It is very. It feels like it would be very easy to fall off of the Sphere. We're watching and then, the uh, Grammys over the weekend, they did. They threw back to the Sphere, and you two nominated. Yeah. Uh, winner or whatever and they had a drone flying around that thing and i was like getting sick watching the drone footage it's so huge when you go inside and look straight up before any of the the lights have started you you feel like you're in star wars what is the what does the actual exterior look like you know i didn't so when we showed up it was obviously lit Lit, and it's hard to see it just looks on the outside and you're like it, it looks now it looks smooth it's not. It's not clear. completely smooth. It can't be. Because somebody had to climb up there and insert panels and tighten screws and things like that. It's not going to be smooth like a like a ball. I'm sure whoever put it together was wearing some sort of safety harnesses. 100%. And there was a lot of there, precautions There was taken. a man just walking up the sphere yesterday. And it made my heart. And I, all I thought was, I don't want to watch this guy slide down the side <laughs> of this thing and, and die. I don't want to see it. I saw... A couple of clips of him just making his way up to the now, top. You've seen videos of guys who free climb skyscrapers. I can't, man. It makes me sick. Daredevils who tightrope walk across yeah. the Grand Canyon. Yeah, none of that is entertainment for me. It's Correct. not enjoyable. But clearly, if you fall, there's no hope for you. No, you're, zero. It's, you've, you're done. You either make it or it's it's done. You're over. Yeah, it was. It was. He got arrested. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, you want to get eyeballs on yourself for your cause. Uh, this is a good week to do it out at Super Bowl <laughs> week. Then again, anytime a guy climbs the sphere, I think that's you're going to get eyeballs on it. Uh, speaking of eyeballs, I saw plenty of eyeballs yesterday. Got plenty of messages and tweets about one Trevor Bauer uh, who has taken to Twitter uh, to to try to get back into the big leagues. And, you know, as a team that is in, in need of pitching, we are not alone here in San Diego. Um, there were, he did an appearance on a podcast with Theo Vaughn. I did not watch it. I didn't even watch any clips from it. But um, I did watch the interview Trevor did with WFAN in New York. And I think we talked about it the next day. Trevor went to Twitter, as, as he does, and, and he's, he's angling for a job back in the big leagues. And he said this, Blake Snell is going to get hundreds of millions of dollars on a multi-year deal. And he should. He deserves it. For a team that doesn't want to commit multi-years, hundreds of millions of dollars, or many elite prospects, for a Cy Young Award winner, they could sign me for league minimum and pay zero incremental dollars over what they have to pay that roster spot anyway. Just another option for teams that want to win and don't want to break the bank. So I said this uh, to a couple people yesterday in my DMs, and I'm not in favor of signing Trevor Bauer here in San Diego. Um... He he is a circus. He was a circus. He still has a pending sexual assault case against him. That That's the one to me where three other cases have been settled. There's still a pending case out there. 
I don't know that that you want that kind of circus um, in your in your organization. And I think the thing that bugged me the most is like, hey man, if you want to campaign for yourself, don't you leave Blake Snell out of it. Like, don't comp- Blake Snell is going to get that 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 money. He, Blake Snell also doesn't have a sexual assault case pending against him right now, right? Like, I I didn't think Blake Snell's name needed to be really invoked in his attempt on his comeback. Yeah, even though he said, well, and he deserves, he deserves it, right. the money. You're still, Invoking, you're still trying, you're still you're basically comparing. trying to undercut Blake Snell, and you know, basically, yeah, I can, I can come in and do what Blake Snell did at a, you know, a fraction of the cost. You're, I think here the issue is if Trevor Bauer wants to get back into baseball, his best path is not through <coughs> self advocacy on social media. It's through putting his head down and not popping up on anybody's radar for a while and showing that simply going to do what most baseball players do, and that is show up, do the work, not make myself the center of attention or a circus that a potential team won't want. You know, that's why teams are staying away from Trevor Bauer. I, I mean, there's certainly the question of performance, but teams give guys chances who don't work out, you know, for little money all the time. It's the it's the fear of the circus that comes along with him. And whether or not they believe him or don't believe him, they know they're getting the circus either way. And he is reinforcing that belief by going and trying to advocate now for himself on social media. You know, he has an agent who can go and talk to the teams and say, hey, Trevor is willing to come in and just quietly do his stuff, and you can sign him for the minimum. He just wants an opportunity. By doing this in public, I think it makes teams less likely to want to sign Trevor yeah, Bauer I, I, rather I, than more likely. I think, I you think can't the same sh- thing. You can't shame a team into signing you. You, can, right. you just can't. Yeah, There's, I don't know that that's ever worked. That he's, you've shamed a team into signing you. He's absolutely allowed to play in the big leagues now. He's allowed to. No team. No team wants him. No team has has offered him a contract yet. So that's that's my again. My thing was was yeah, Blake Snell's got nothing to do with your situation, Trevor, at all. Blake Snell is absolutely deserving, and and I know Trevor said that, but you know the 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 fourth pending sexual assault case is the one that makes my eyebrows go up and say no. I think we're good. All right, finally, a little doo-doo this on a Thursday. D-D mega doo-doo. And this is just a small one, but I thought it was kind of fun as I saw it yesterday. Uh, Kanan Smith in Jigba, who is a baseball player, was with the Pittsburgh Pirates, but uh, was claimed yesterday by the Seattle Mariners. Outfielder was claimed uh, off of waivers, which now puts him in the same town as his brother, Jackson Smith in Jigba, who is a breakout wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. So if Kanan Smith in Jigba makes it to the the big leagues this season with the Seattle Mariners, he'll get to be playing in the same city as his brother, who has become a, a pretty uh, uh, you know young star for the Seahawks, catching passes from Geno Smith up there. I like. That. I kind of like it too. I think it's a, yeah. it's a it's a good bit. Uh, obviously, Kanan hasn't quite. Had the uh, the name recognition yet? His brother was able to achieve in in the early portion of his NFL career, but a uh, good athlete, twenty four year old. Uh, both of them out of Texas, and uh, now playing in the same city in two different professional teams. I doubt that that's happened very often. That you have two brothers in different big league sports in the bit. same city really at the same bit. time. I love that, which is pretty cool. I thought it was kind of fun. So good luck to the uh, the Smith and Jigba clan. Uh, for next season in baseball and football. Let's good do do this.
on a Thursday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, it is uh, time to fire up the bus again when we come back. Day two of our Tier 1 tour, previewing uh, each team as we head into spring training. <laughs> Getting ready for the season. And <laughs> yesterday, Skip Schumacher joined us, the manager of the Miami Marlins. Today, pitcher Matt Strom of the Philadelphia Phillies will be with us as we talk about the Phillies offseason and uh, what Maddie and that club is expecting as they get ready to report to spring training. That is coming up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. So if you miss any part of Men and Woods, you can always go back to the moments you missed with the Chapters feature on the free Odyssey app. Just download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, search for 97.3 The Fan, tap on our show, find your favorite moments. Polly does such a great job in cataloging our show, uh, di- you know, ch- chopping it up for different uh, platforms and places that you can uh, find out however you really are whatever platform you're on you can usually find ben and woods pretty easily and Polly, we thank you for that all right tier one tour tier one tour uh day two we'll check traffic when we come back our conversation from uh, earlier this morning just before the show started had a chance to chat with matt strom of the philadelphia phillies that's coming up next here on 97.3 the fam Day two of our Tier 1 tour, taking a look at every Major League Baseball team, and we are in the NL East, and joining us right now from the Philadelphia Phillies, our friend, former Padre Phillies, relief pitcher Matt Strom is with us here on 97.3 The Fed. Now, I say relief pitcher, but uh, I don't I don't know how the Phillies are going to use you this season. Matty, how have you been? How's your offseason going? It's good. It's good. Thanks for having me. I just, I've started to drop the the relief in front of pitcher and I just call myself a pitcher. Fair enough. Probably smart. Probably smart yeah. to do because again, the way baseball is now, you just you never know uh what a, a GM or a manager's got in mind for you. I wanted to ask you in fact about your GM. Now, we've had a we've had a fairly slow off season here uh in San Diego. I think some of that was to be expected. Uh Dave Dombrowski, Phillies GM, a little bit of a slow offseason for him he does make moves at the deadline as we all know but how's it been I mean I know you guys have a lot of a lot of great players and a lot of good arms already right now how do you feel about that as a member of the team no I mean I, I feel like uh we we have everything we need I think going into the offseason Nola was a big question mark and it was good to see them uh lock him down and bring him back he's been an anchor for this staff for almost a decade so I mean to to lose a guy like that would have been detrimental, but luckily we got him back. And, uh, I mean, this team's done it the last two years with what they have. And, I mean, we return almost everybody but Kimbrell and Hoskins. So, um, I mean, it's it's a great team and it's going to be fun. Yeah, that Aaron Nolan ex- Aaron Nolan extension was one of the first moves of the offseason. It feels like it was, like, years ago. Six uh, months at but, least. But how important having Nola and Wheeler back, top of the rotation, Feels like, you know, the, like the Phillies, 
that's a great place for any organization to start. Oh no doubt. I mean, when you have two two aces in your in your staff, it uh, makes it easy on the bullpen for sure. Uh, knowing that you got those two coming up every fifth day, so uh, you know they're they're huge for this team. And I mean, can't speak volumes enough of their workload and what they do for us. So um, excited to have them back and excited to get this year going. Well, talking to Matt Strom here, uh, pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies, all right, on Ben and Woods this morning. And, uh, you know, man, I, I we've talked to you before about some of the it's guys. It's like calling us content creators right. instead of radio hosts. Just, we just You just keep yeah, it as wide yeah. as possible. Yeah, keep it as wide as possible because you never know where the uh, road may take you. But, man, you look around uh, your clubhouse, and it is that's got to be a refreshing thing to see a lot of familiar faces. Uh, I know there's there's other teams. It, it happens here in San Diego where you show up to spring training, and you're like, oh, there's 14 new teammates i got to mate, mate, uh, meet. How important is that for you and, and the guys to have continuity almost every single year? Yeah, it just, it makes it just makes the workplace more enjoyable. Um, you know, the last two years for me coming into a new clubhouse, um, just it's the first month of spring is all about just getting to know your team. And I mean, don't want to say where you fit in. It sounds like high school, but it's just like just getting to know the guys and I mean, just getting the, getting a feel for what what they do and this this clubhouse is unlike anything i've ever experienced um you got guys like schwarber who are just i mean accepting of everything and then also schwarber can flip the switch and straighten up anything too so it's uh it's awesome to see and the amount of respect that floats around our clubhouse is something i've never seen before matt how hard is it to say goodbye to teammates as well. And, you know, a guy like Reese Hoskins who signs as a free agent somewhere else, I know he was hurt uh, a lot of last season, but that that's a reality of being a Major League Baseball player every single year. You've got to say goodbye to guys, and it is a new team every year. What is that like? No, I mean, it's uh, – I don't know. It's It's a weird feeling, but after being in the game so long, it's almost like you become numb to it because it is – it is part of the business. Like, I mean, it was a it was a big loss for us last year losing Jay Hay in the middle of the year. I mean, he didn't didn't play much for us, and that's kind of why they let him go to give him an opportunity to let him play. But just his presence in the clubhouse and what he brought to the camaraderie of guys was unbelievable. And then for that just to be ripped away one day, it was kind of like kind of took us a week to shake it. And it's uh, you know, it's again, it's part of the business. And once once you're in the game, you understand it. And you know it's going to be you one day, so you just you take every day and I mean enjoy it. I think uh, this is Matt Strom here on Ben and Woods this morning. I think you guys report uh, February thirteenth. I do believe uh, that's what I read. And you know yep. you guys have have been knocking on the door the last couple of years. Do you? I know you're not in camp yet. What do you suspect the tone of camp will be? I know that you can never panic, and you especially never panic in February. Uh, but I know that that winning a World Series is really important to the guys on your team. It seems like you guys have the makeup where it's clearly World Series win or bust. Uh, do you expect the camp to be different this year, or loose and much of the same, having fun until it's time to get to work? No, nah, I think guys are chomping at the bit. I've actually, I actually came down to Florida uh, right after the new year, and there was already five or six guys down here with me. And I'm actually sitting in the parking lot right now, waiting to go in to the complex. But uh, man, I mean, you're always probably... early. You're always down there early, <laughs> trying to get work in. We used to see you at fantasy camp. I like that. I've always liked that. Admired that about you. 
Yeah, no, but uh, I mean, right now here a week early, there's already probably half of us, half of us here. So it's uh, these guys are chomping at the bit, and I think being so close the last two years has them even more hungry. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun year. Matt, you spend uh, so many of your early years of your career just trying to get to the big leagues, then trying to stay in the big leagues, then then hopefully like getting a, a contract. You've done all those things. Are you at the stage now where you feel like? Now you have to start taking younger players under your wing, like like an Orion Kirkering who came up last year in that in that Phillies bullpen. Where do you see yourself in that in terms of that kind of role? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of I'm a big brother. I got my younger brother. I feel like I've always kind of been a teacher. Kind of just always have had it in me. But uh, you know, I've definitely noticed over the last couple of years, like get a lot more questions from the younger guys and everything. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy talking ball with anyone. I mean, that's why I'll go golf with Woodsy. It's not because I enjoy him. <laughs> so, like, I just, I, 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 I love baseball. So, I mean, I, I can talk with anybody as long as they want to talk about it. And I mean, I don't like the, the small talk of video games <laughs> that will, that'll easily get me to walk up and move. So I just, I mean, I love ball, and it's, yeah, I'm very fortunate to have the career I've had, and anything I can pass down to these younger guys, I mean, I'm all ears for them, and whatever they want from me, they can just ask. Why'd you have to bring Blake Snell into the conversation? Oh, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. No one small talks video games better than Blake Snell. Oh, uh, that's fair, I guess. I didn't even think about that, but that's fair. Have you seen uh, Maddie the uh, the meme of you going around? Yes. Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Yes. Yes. Have you seen this one, yep. Ben? It no. says uh, when you look like you're on your way to steal the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> and it's Maddie turned around, <laughs> yeah. the hair's flowing, and I went, "Oh man, you got memed!" Like that's a that's a big deal. Yeah. No. Actually, funny story about that. My brother and sister and our significant others, we all went to Cabo this off season, and we drew names out of a hat. To see, and you bought that person a phone case that they had to carry around the whole trip. And so I got my sister, and I got her a Nicolas Cage phone case. So And he was wrapped in a banana. It was kind of hilarious. It's fantastic. Aren't, aren't you more Con Air Nick Cage than uh, yeah. than National than Treasure that, it, Nick Cage, I would think? It's yeah, true. Yeah, definitely more Con Air. It's fantastic, Matty. Well, listen, I, you guys got the, you know, the division isn't getting any easier. Um, you know, the Mar- Marlins were an upstart. You know, the Mets, I, I still look at the Mets and go, I, I look at them kind of like the Padres. They spent a ton of money last year. It didn't really work out in their favor, but they've made some some kind of under-the-radar moves. Of course, you got the Braves. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a battle again, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the NL East, in my opinion, is becoming the powerhouse of Major League Baseball. I mean, what Atlanta's doing down there is, I mean – they're they're a powerhouse with all the the young talent they have and they have it locked up for a long time so uh, it's fun to compete in a division like this um i like this the new format of playing everybody so we don't have to beat up on each other for 16 to 20 games a year but it's uh it's gonna be fun all right before you go manny who's gonna win the super bowl and this is a trick question as a as a philadelphia sports guy you kind of have to say eagles no matter what even right. if they're not playing yeah right right well i think it's Taylor Swift's lucky number is 13, so Brock Purdy's got to win it, right? Ah, I like that. Good take on the Super Bowl. Matty, it is uh, great to talk to you. Good luck at spring training. We will see you uh, when you make your visit to San Diego at some point this season, but we really appreciate the time. 
No problem, guys. Stay well. Thanks, buddy. Good stuff from Matt Strom, who, um, you know, by the way, the Philadelphia Phillies, we feel like the Padres have been very quiet this offseason. The first two teams in our Tier 1 tour have both been even quieter than the San Diego Padres, and, uh, and honestly. Both playoff teams last year, you know, we talked about that that cycle earlier of, man, if you're a fan base, if you're in the fan base of, of the Marlins or the Phillies, you're like, okay, well, we're knocking on the door. You know, what have we really done to improve the ball club? You know, I think Dombrowski is such an active GM, too, which really surprises me that they've been as quiet as they have been. Bringing back Aranola is, is obviously big, yeah. but it doesn't make you better. It makes you're you the ho- same. You're yeah. hoping it makes you the same, but, of course, Aranola is also getting older. Right. So, it, essentially, you're not getting better at all, and you lost a couple of players in uh, Reese Hoskins particularly. Now, he was hurt, so he didn't contribute last year, but he's certainly someone you'd like to have on your team. That's been a very quiet offseason for the Phillies. And I think, you know, Skip Schumacher probably isn't going to come on the airwaves and say he's disappointed with, you know, the the lack of moves from the Marlins. But when you get, you know, that close and, and you weren't really supposed to be there, it does stand to reason. As a, I don't think that's a I don't think that's something that's illogical for a fan base to go. All right. So made the playoffs. We're definitely going to spend some money and improve our team. And in both of those cases, um, they really haven't. They really haven't done that at all. I mean, you, you're, you know, we don't have outfielders. They don't. The, the Marlins don't have a shortstop. They need somebody that can go out and play short uh, for them on a daily basis. Kind of an important position. We have plenty of shortstops here uh, in San Diego. But if there was only a way you could somehow, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a tr- trade. Here's what we'll, here's what we'll do. You trade us an outfielder, we'll trade you a shortstop. We'll put a hard date on it. We'll call it the trade deadline. Yeah, let's do you know, something. Something's got to happen. You know, teams have those two teams in particular, the first two teams we started with. I mean, you're, if you're a Phillies fan, you got to be banging your head against the wall. And you may love what you have right now, and and but you can always improve your team. You can always look and say, what happened to us down the stretch? They got they're such a streaky team. They were so hot. They were, everything was a beach ball, and then all of a sudden they ran into the Diamondbacks, and it was no, not anymore. Um, so how do you how do you improve on that? Maybe you like what you have. You'll add at the deadline, but you know I, or, I, I guess or, I could see standing pat. Or maybe you feel like, hey, let's keep giving these guys a chance together, yeah. and and maybe if we don't do anything, they'll just continue <laughs> to gel and get better and better. We, sometimes we forget the. You know, and AJ Preller never does it, so we never get that feeling. The but continuity, just some continuity, yep. and giving guys, you know, just because they lost a couple of games to the Diamondbacks doesn't mean they failed last season. Had a remarkably successful season in three bad days, essentially against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Do you blow? You don't blow things up, no. or necessarily want to change the chemistry much from a team that was really good last year. So we have a. Uh, very impressive start to the Tier 1 Tour. We had a, a manager, an active manager on yesterday, and a key pitcher from a team on today. Paulie looked a little ill earlier, though. He's going, I can't, I don't necessarily keep, up, keep up this pace as we go forward. I, tomorrow's Tier 1 Tour schedule takes us into the New York Mets camp. And Pete still, Alonso joining the program tomorrow <laughs> We're still working. Steve Cohen, the owner yeah. of the team, is going to be with us. And, and Cisco Lindor. We, yeah. we don't actually great. We don't have a hard guest booked for that Tier 1 Tour stop, but I, I have the idea. Now, this would be cool. 
Uh, Eric Chavez, San Diegan, he's the hitting coach for the New York Mets, was the bench coach, he's the hitting coach. I thought that would be good, and we all agreed. And then Paulie goes, uh, I don't have Eric Chavez's number, so uh, we'll work Probably on that. Yeah. Looking for it, but uh, I mean, they're not all going to be A-list guests, I would think. We may not even have guests for some of the Tier 1 tours. We won't. But it is an, an awfully big start. You might as well... Might as well shoot, shoot, aim high, you know, for as good as we can get. How about Italian Paul? Italian Paul would be a great guest. You know what? You could do a lot worse than Italian He's Paul. He's a Mets fan. Yeah, he knows his stuff, too. I'll do that in a second. <laughs> we may have Italian Paul. Right, I can't Paul get Eric Chavez or, or Pete Alonso or Frankie Lindor. But Italian Paul might be available tomorrow <laughs> if we can get him up early Bra- enough. Brandon Nimmo. All right, uh, day two of the Tier 1 Tour complete, and when we're done, somebody in this building has baseball season will have started. Somebody knows Eric Chavez. Yeah, somebody knows Eric Chavez. Someone can help us get him on, I'm sure. Make it happen. All right, we'll come back, uh, reset everything. Two hours to go. It's Ben Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. Throwback Thursday. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. now, 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 now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just (laughs) straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. We paid the wrong On 97.3 The Fan. All right, my friends, we are halfway home on a Thursday, February 8th, uh, here on Ben and Woods. Thanks so much for being here. However you uh, choose to consume us, we really, really appreciate it. There are many, many ways uh, to get the Ben and Woods program. Uh, but, man, we certainly appreciate all of you that, that make the effort. I know that uh, there are a lot of options out there. Thank you for making us your preferred option of choice. My name is Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's the executive producer. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly uh, neighborhood sports anchor, joins us as well. I went to uh, pick up my uh, my youngest yesterday after uh, I went to had an appointment and went by the school and and picked him up and the uh, his his teacher Miss Maddie says, "Well, it's good to see you here." And I said, "Yeah, good good to see you." She goes, uh, "Taylor told us that uh, oh. you and Hannah uh, were in jail." Last night, and I, I said, "Excuse me, what did you do?" And she said, she, "Yeah, he said you guys I forgot were, to mention that yeah, we're in jail." This is very interesting. And I said, uh, "No, no, we're we're not in jail, and weren't in more jail. of a holding cell than like you, officially jail." If you consider Benny Hanna a holding cell, <laughs> then yes, we were in a holding cell. We were at a delicious family dinner the night before. Uh, sucking down, you know. Again, and Taylor is three. Three, yeah. Is there possibly some sort of misperception, or was he just being a troublemaker? I think he's. Um, I just think that he's. I don't know that he. I think he might be uh, insane. I have no idea where that came from. Um, we maybe were, he had a dream that you were in jail and just couldn't delineate the difference between reality but, but and the like, dream. We put him to bed and Hannah woke him up, so we weren't nobody was in jail. Uh it's been a while. But I have you spoken to him about this? I did, and he just gave me this this impish little grin. And I said, What did you tell your teachers? And he just sat there and kind of smiled. I go, Hey, 
don't tell your teachers we were in jail. We weren't in jail, buddy. All right. And uh, she then grabbed me. She goes, one day after your kids are grown up, I think you and Hannah should have all of the teachers over for dinner and we can hear all of the Taylor stories. And I go, what what don't I know? Like, how bad is it? Because they're really good. And I don't know. Your kids went to preschool, I'm, I'm assuming. They don't. Same preschool, I think. Same, is, same uh, school. As your kids. They yeah. don't tell you a lot. They don't. They could they could rat your kids out for what seventy five eighty things a day. They did. He hit somebody in the head. He wasn't sharing. Like you don't want to inundate the parent. If it's something major, they tell you. I feel like if you were a uh, like a preschool teacher and all you were doing was saying all the bad things that someone's kid did, then you'd feel like I'm not doing my job very well. Correct. I'd want to make it seem like all the kids were perfect. angels and did great all day because then I look better doing my job. They, so, wear, yeah. they wear a lot. They wear a lot, and they don't tell you a lot of information that goes on. Now, if you know, sometimes you show up to pick them up and they got a, a little bit of a black mark on their face or they got a red mark. They fell or this happened. You know, okay, fine. It, it's something, if you ever have to address something serious, they'll tell you that. But they keep the minutia away from you. The, he wasn't sharing at playtime. He didn't draw when we told They don't. They don't give you that stuff. But when she grabbed me and said, someday we need to sit down and I want to hear all the Taylor stories, I went... What he's actually pretty good at home. I mean, he's pretty good at home, and, and I thought he was pretty good at school. But he's in there uh, spinning spinning yarns, uh, and did tell them that we were in jail. And I just was like, I I don't know what to tell you. I we weren't. We went to Benihana, as you know. We had a great family birthday celebration and watched the best Benihana artist I've ever seen. It was really a, quite a great night for us. But was there anything you watched on television that involved jail? No, I'm just trying to we think. Watched, how, we watched. How White, could he have gotten this idea? I don't know, man. We watched White Men Can't Jump with Bo before bed, and that was it. And you know, we played a little football and. I don't know uh, where he got the, where he got the, we're going, they were in jail last night. I mean, that's serious. Like, if you're a preschool teacher, you're like, man, my parent, if, 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 like. I mean, you're a public figure. You don't want all of a sudden it to be reported, like, according to sources. Right, according to sources. Wood, Stephen Woods and his wife, Hannah, yeah. were in jail last night. Now, that's an un, it's an unverified report. We haven't been able to speak with, like, sheriff's officers right. in San Diego. But we do have a source who uh, has said that they were in jail last night. Now, their source is three years old. So Kelly says in the chat, and this is what you worry about. Kelly said, this is a real thing. Kelly says, kids tell teachers so many things about their family. Sometimes it's hard to look at parents with a straight face. Like, I'm sure that there are serious things. Our house is not a serious house. I mean, it's, you guys know us. We are breaking balls all the time. Mommy told daddy to shut up last night. Right, right, exactly. Like, (laughs) It's a pretty, it's pretty, we're strict, but we're also, we have some loose rules in the home and uh, it's a fun house, I think. And I think our kids think it's fun, but yeah, man, you do see kids at school and you're like, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if it's that way uh, for them. And so, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they get an earful, but I did panic a little bit when she told me, I was like, no, there's no jail. We weren't in jail. Nobody went to jail. It just, you know, it made, made me a little nervous. God, that's a little turd. My parents were, were smoking something funny smelling last night. My mommy goes to the garage a couple times a night and comes back smelling funny. <laughs> Big bomb <laughs> Kids are more observant than you realize. They though. really are, dude. They really are. <laughs> Big bomb <bomber> class, <laughs> 
Yeah, you hear that song a lot in our house, Polly, to be honest with you. <laughs> Holy crap. Your kids ever do anything like that to you when you were little or like rat you out to the teacher not, for anything? Not that I was ever made aware of, I don't think. <laughs> like, but oh my like, God. like someone in our chat said, yeah, his wife's preschool teacher, you're only going to hear about 0.4% of what actually goes That's on That's exactly right. I got one that I just remember that I did. Nice. Oh, God. So <laughs> we had uh, we did the carpool. Like my best friend that lived, you know, five or six blocks away. Right. One week his mom would come pick me up. The next week my mom would we'd go pick him up and drive to school. For whatever reason, I was probably eight, nine years old. I didn't like wearing my seatbelt. Yeah, didn't want to wear it. Totally understand why I'm supposed to wear it. Didn't like it. So I would get in their car and never put on my seatbelt and always have to be told, Paul, we're not moving until you put on your seatbelt. And I don't know why, but at eight years old, I I just thought to say, oh, my parents don't make me wear my seatbelt, which was a total lie. Total lie. Of and course now they your made mom, me wear- yeah, yeah, your mom looks like a turd. And yeah, and my buddy's mom was like, huh. That's interesting. And so she ended up calling my mom and going, just so you know, Paul's telling us that you guys don't make him wear a seatbelt. And your mom is panicked. On the yeah. No, no, we do. We do. Yeah. No, no, we do. We do. And you're just, the way it gets around, man, it's just, it's, it's not sorry, something you mom. want. It, she's Ensign- watching right now, I'm sure. Encinitas is a very small town, dude. It's, like it's-, it's funny what you remember because Paul's story reminds me of um, the couple of times that I would drive in a car with my grandfather. In the he, roles. No, the other grandfather, my dad's oh, dad, in the who, who drove a Jag, actually. Oh, my God. And he never put on a seatbelt. And I was, as a kid, like, I looked at that and I didn't want to say anything, but I felt like, you have to put on your seatbelt, Grandpa. You can't not wear a seatbelt. He's I old mean, school. They did not wear the seatbelts, too. They just didn't. No, I mean, you know, when he started driving cars, they didn't even have seatbelts. <laughs> no, so, didn't. you know, now they invent this thing and now they tell you you have to wear it. They're like... We're not doing that. It, you know, it's like the hockey players when they mandated helmets. It's like we're not we're not wearing helmets. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. We played this game for years without helmets. You want to put us a helmet on now? That's crazy. It is uh it's so funny the 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 things that like you don't cuz it, it is. It's such a small town. Like what if one of the other kids hears that goes home and says uh Tay-Tay's parents were in jail. Like then Hey, is everything okay at home? I'll tell you, the other one, they come home with, I mean, your kid, they're little kids. They bump into everything. They fall. They come home bruised up and stuff, and you're like, you don't think the teachers are doing anything. They fall. I watched him yesterday fall off a slide like six feet and land in the sand. Like, it happens all day long. And then he gets hurt at home. Taylor fell and hit his lip. He had a black mark across his face, and he split his lip. And you're like, oh, I gotta send him to school. It's just, it's just constant. The yellow mouthy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little. It's just constant. The worry of you know people think that you're insane or in jail. So that was a fun little anecdote from uh, from yesterday from from my youngest. Who, by the way, my my oldest is kind of tough. My youngest, he may put me in the grave, dude. He he doesn't listen. He has no fear of authority whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what I did yesterday. Mm. Um, so I got a question for you as, um, as someone with access to those like TV, the feeds that they send us yesterday, I was sent about a dozen of the Super Bowl commercials in advance. They oh, like you to, were? Yeah. They like Whoa. to leak them out a little bit early. 
But do you want to know like what's coming, or would you rather be surprised? So I feel by like the it Super changes every year. You used to have to wait for Super Bowl Sunday. To see Are you allowed to talk about them? Yeah, no, no, they years. want them. They want them out there. There's they. Some companies feel like, hey, we're paying all this money. Let's. Let's leak them out early, and maybe yeah. we'll get some free media coverage. We'll get TV stations years, you to play them. YouTube. We don't have to pay for it. You can see the whole ads, yeah. all of them on YouTube. Like you the probably week can. The you Super probably Bowl. can right now if you search yeah. Super Bowl commercials. There's at least they know if somewhere at least a dozen of them that have already leaked in their entirety. Hmm. And I've already like formulated opinions, like which ones. There's like. <laughs> Two that I thought were actually really good. Did you you watch them all? I watched all twelve that that they sent me just to see, and most of them were stupid. But there were two I thought that were pretty I saw good. One. There was uh, an Uber Eats one that I thought was was really clever, and a Bet MGM one that I thought was very clever. Those were my two favorites. I haven't seen either of those. Okay. I saw Paramount Plus has a Super Bowl ad, and it was. Out. Oh, really? I don't think I saw that one yesterday. Is that the one on the glacier or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So the cartoons. The uh, the Uber Eats one stars Jennifer Aniston. Okay. And I'm in. Then and uh, and many others, including David Schwimmer, is in it as well. Yeah, and then the uh, the Bet MGM one stars Vince Vaughn and Tom Brady. That one's terrible. I've seen that one. I liked that, that one. You've seen that one? One of the biggest pieces of ass I think I've ever seen. I've seen that one. You've seen it? Yes. I thought it was pretty good. Oof. That's the thing. I don't see. Know. That's the problem. I think Everyone has if he gave opinion. me twelve, I would probably pick two better, different ones I, that I've liked more than you did. Because I saw that Tom Brady and Vince Vaughn one, I couldn't stand it. The one with a, a cameo by yeah. Wayne Gretzky yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. you didn't not, like that not, one. Not very good, in my opinion. Huh. All right, I yeah. thought it was clever. That's why we work. We're the odd couple. Huh. I guess so. Yeah. There was a um, there's a new flavor. I think it was Doritos had a new one. Oh, they have a new flavor. Dinamita. What is it? Dinamita, like dynamite in Spanish. Is it spicy? Yeah, like a spicy. It was a, it was a notable commercial. You'll definitely recognize it when it happens. Or, uh, did Dua Lipa make any appearances I don't, in any of those commercials? I don't think I saw Dua Lipa in any of the commercials. Jeff in the chat says the Popeyes ad with Ken Jong is hilarious. Okay, I, I haven't seen that Ken one. Jung. I have I not Ken seen Jung that one too. either. So basically, if I've seen 12 of them, you guys have seen a couple Tier ones have seen a couple of other ones. Most of them are already out there. Uh, ben John wants to know when uh, Boomer and Valenti are on oh. in the chat. I will tell you coming up at eight forty this morning. <laughs> oh my God, I love that we're teasing ahead of the Boomer and Valenti promos now. We're teasing interviews. We tease segments. Now we're teasing liners. Don't don't go away. Coming up in twenty seven uh, minutes, you'll find out when. You can hear Boomer and Set Valenti here on 97.3 right The Fan. Tell your friends. Make sure you come back. You want to be here at 8.40 this morning when I reveal for the first time today when you can hear Boomer and Valenti here on 97.3 The Fan. We missed a great story in the chat going back to Taylor telling the preschool teacher that I was in jail and that Hannah was in jail. Corey in the chat said, when I was a kid, I was learning about D.A.R.E. They told us smoking is drugs. So I told them my dad did drugs all the time. He smoked <laughs> cigarettes in the garage. So they called his work the Navy. Oh my! The Navy. God. Yeah. Oh my dad. Yeah. Big big drug guy. Loves really? drugs. Yeah. Loves drugs in the garage every night. Just doing drugs. <laughs> Nicotine is technically <laughs> technically a, a it drug. is not an illegal drug, but a, a drug that is unbelievable, man. 
Because there's, there's never been anyone in the military who's ever smoked a cigarette Correct, before. exactly. Yes. Katie says, one morning my husband and I were both hung over and we got a call from the school nurse. Our second grader was sick, saying he must have what, quote, mommy and daddy have. Oh. Told the nurse all about our previous night at the brewery. Oh, little rats. They are rats. <laughs> you shut your mouth. Oh, no. That is unreal. <laughs> Smokes a pack of drugs a day. Pack of drugs a day. <laughs> Corey was seven at the time. That is fantastic, dude. Fantastic. Uh, very good. All right. Um, when we come back, I'm going to get serious for just a moment. Uh, I want to talk about one of my high school classmates who I just saw yesterday is battling for his life right now. He's also a, a former college basketball star and NBA player. And I saw this story yesterday and did an interview. It was like, even I was like, and you know me, I don't. I don't get uh, emotional much, but I saw this one and I go, I hope he's going to be okay. But this is definitely one of those stories that sticks with you. We'll get to that coming up. Back after a check traffic here on 97.3 The Fam. Bus balls. He's uh he's having a good week though. He, he had is. his morning show was ranked the number sixteen morning show in the country. His afternoon show was ranked the number nineteen drive time afternoon drive sports talk show in the country today. Again, congratulations to Gwen and Chris. Come what? Congratulations. <laughs> he's so done. Tomorrow's going to be a mess. Oh my! It's going to be the worst Friday of the year. <laughs> Friday before the Super Bowl, before wait. spring training starts. I cannot wait. Just trying to make it through this week. I think part of it is that, and, and tell me anyone out there if you agree with this, the added stress of having to drive in the rain every single day. Not that you're not paying attention when you're driving, but there's a difference. It's like you told you talked about it the other day. I went. 50. It's like you are locked in so hard when you're driving that it's just adds to the fatigue of your entire week. It's like an extra. For me, because I drive, you know, an hour and a half to two hours a day back and forth to two jobs total, it's like adding an extra work day to my week. Just you know, having that level of stress behind the wheel, like every second you feel like I've got to be completely locked in. You know, there's a lot of times if you're like I'm on the road at night and it's not rainy and there's almost no cars out. It's not like I'm there, but you can be. You know, you're in your lane. You're, you're going 65, and you're just cruising. It's you're not laid that hard. Back, you're laid back. You're kind of laid back. You're listening to something. You're on listening this. to PGA Tour radio, exactly, or something yeah. like that. And it's, you no, know, it's it, it can be actually relaxing time for me in the car. But it's like not the, this week. The, this week, the first thing I have said, uh, I get up, I go into the shower, turn the shower on. Hannah walks in. What's the weather like? She's like, uh, it's sprinkling a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay. But like the last few days, it's oh no, it's it's pouring right now. I'm like, oh god, yeah, you gotta you gotta brace yourself a little bit for it. So I'll give you that. I'll we give you a, that one. We have a smart alarm clock yeah. or whatever, and part of its routine is uh, at night it turns to rain noises because I think oh. we both find that soothing to yes. sleep to. Yes. But the other night, it I woke up at like two in the morning because it was raining so hard. I thought we were under attack. 
Like it was raining so yeah. loud it's, outside. It was bad the other night. Hitting the, the the roof, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" I yesterday was not soothing. Yesterday was so um, wet and gray, and then the minute I got home and got into my bed and pulled because I was not feeling well, pulled the covers up. The sun broke through, and my room turned into the brightest place on the planet. My whole drive home is every, like, 30 seconds, it was torrential downpour, yes. bright and sunny. Bright and, sunny. and then a pocket of torrential downpour, and then another pocket what's of the, gorgeous sunshine. What's the update here? How much more of this do we have uh, in store? So this, this is a second storm that's rolling through. Uh, we're going to get more, I think, scattered rain today. Another hard, you know, cell of showers coming through overnight again, and then... Uh, more pockets tomorrow, but then by the weekend, drying out should be nice. Beautiful. Saturday and especially Sunday will be really nice when we're all inside watching football. Perfect. Should be perfect, perfect. for uh, outdoor activities. So, um, And then dry for a while, according to our, our 10 News weather team. Next round of storms in about a week and a half, like mid-February, the 16th, 17th, they said it looks like. We could get another series of storms late late in February, early in March. Right in time for our uh, Tier 1 baseball team to kick <laughs> off its season, yeah. certainly. I'm already going to call a uh, – probably going to be delayed a couple of weeks. And I wonder if any of those will make their way out to Arizona. They had rain yesterday at uh, the WM Open. The, the Pro-Am had a bit of rain, rain yesterday. Um, so they're starting the golf tournament this morning, yep. though. So, uh, But spring training, how many days will there be of rain out there that will impact an already shortened time span for the Padres? That could be a factor no if, it's, uh, if there's wet weather this spring in Phoenix. I uh, wanted to just quickly uh, mention and, and wish good wishes to a fellow 1993 Torrey Pines Falcon uh, who is currently awaiting a heart transplant, Scott Pollard, uh, who was already like 6'10", back in high school. So you stand out when you're nearly seven feet tall. And even at a large high school like Torrey Pines, uh, Scott stood out and, of course, was a standout basketball player. He actually transferred his senior year and played somewhere else and then came back and graduated with our class, went on to play at uh, Kansas and then uh, had a career in the NBA, I think, with a couple of teams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a star in the NBA. It was a really good college basketball player and an uh, unbelievable high school basketball player. But I was reading the story at ESPN, and I had heard him ha- had some, you know, health challenges. But now he officially is on the the donor list, like the heart transplant list, awaiting a potential donor that he's going to need. If he doesn't get one, he's not he's not going to make it. His size creates a condition uh, with his heart, where essentially it it beats like an extra ten thousand times a day. And they've had a, a pacemaker and medication is to try to treat it, but it doesn't really treat the whole thing. So the only thing that he really can get is a heart transplant. And he talked about the process. He's he's currently in an ICU in um, Nashville, Tennessee, waiting a heart. He says, I'm staying here until I get a heart. Uh, my heart's gotten weaker. My doctors say this is my best shot at getting a heart as quickly as possible. The problem is, is you he, not just any heart will do right. for a 6'11 big guy like him. Uh, it needs to be a compatible heart, so likely someone who's also really big. And the weird thing he says is, Obviously, you're hoping that, you know, that call comes and, you know, there's a donor that is there, but that means that someone died. Someone passed, and, yeah. And that's the only way that you can get their heart. So it's kind of that mixed feeling, like he's waiting for a hero who was willing to, you know, 
donate their organs if anything happened to them. And, you know, that could be the thing that, that saves his life. And the things I didn't know, I, I mean, I don't know if anyone out there in the Tier 1 community has uh, has known a loved one or has ever been involved in an organ transplant, but there's a lot of rules that go with it. You can't you can't buy one or anything. It really there's a national donor list, and you have to be within four hours of where it is because it, you know once it happens, it has to happen quickly. Yeah. Uh, when there's a transplant, so you like the reason he's in Nashville, the middle part of the country, is that he's around more donor centers that he can get to quickly. Makes if sense. you get a transplant, then you have to kind of keep going for follow-ups wherever it was, so you kind of have to relocate yourself. It's a really complex, intricate process involved in, in organ transplant. Uh, and, you know, he's waiting, and he's on the list, so I just wanted to wish him the uh, the best. And it's it's hard to say I wish him luck on that because, obviously, that's bad luck for someone else. Sure. It's that, uh, that yin and yang of, of transplants and, and organ donation that, that someone can only survive if someone else does not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I'm looking at the article right now, man. It's it's the perspective of it is is certainly something uh, else. He says it's not like being tall is a curse. It's not it's still a blessing. But I have known my entire life there's a good chance I wasn't going to get old, and so it gives you a different perspective on how you live your life and how you treat people and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's a, a good perspective for all of us to take away uh, today because. Yeah, getting old is is certainly a uh, privilege, not a right, uh, to be sure. Yeah, so. just forty eight years old, like us, oh, you know, obviously not not man. not an old man by any stretch of the imagination, but being that size, not overweight. He's, you know, he's a <laughs> former a professional guy. athlete. Yeah. It's just just a big guy, and it's uh, it's taxing on your your organs, including your heart, uh, to have to pump through that much blood of that much of a body. Uh, you know, for five decades almost. So I uh, just wanted to say something about Scott and wish him the best of luck. And uh, obviously, hopefully, hopefully things work out, you know, well for him and his family. All right, let's take a quick time out. We'll come back. Great news for everybody. When we return, you will find out when you can hear Boomer and Valenti. <laughs> yes. Here on 97.3 The Fan. Been keep, waiting all morning. Keep tuned, as Ben will say, from time to time. We will that. also uh, have another Throwback Thursday for you for something that has become fairly regular, iconic part of the show since it happened three years ago, just uh, outside the pandemic, right in that pandemic window. Uh, we'll go back to uh, the cat lawyer coming up next with Ben and Woods. I'm not a cat. On San Diego's <laughs> number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. is counting the seconds until the NBA trade deadline at noon today. I mean, oh. it is just been it's all a, he's been talking about during the break. It's been a world three away. hours and twenty one minutes away. Did you guys see that the uh, Knicks are uh, trading Quentin Grimes to the Pistons for Alec Burke? Been waiting it's on your analysis. Pretty about big. I actually trade. have a bigger Knicks Pistons trade that just went down. Uh, the Knicks acquiring Bojan Bogdanovic 
from the Knicks in exchange for Evan Fournier Wait. and Malini- Malachi Flynn. Hold on. The Knicks are acquiring someone from the Knicks? No, the Knicks are acquiring from the Pistons. From the Pistons, okay. Bo- Boyan Bogdanovich, who's a good player, and then Malachi Flynn, the former Aztec, former Aztec, is in the package going back to the Detroit Pistons, the Knicks who have been one of the hottest teams in the NBA over the last uh, month or so. Uh, trying to gear up for a potential playoff run in the East, but I'm sure there'll be some other moves that happen in the next three hours. The NBA trade deadline tends to be one of the more it's busy, active. It's in very busy. Yeah, very very busy. If you were if you are an NBA fan, this is a big day for you. Uh, Thunder got Gordon Hayward yeah, from the that. Hornets. So uh, yeah, if you follow all the insider shams and Woj, uh, the next uh, three hours. But it is a deadline day. There wasn't. It was pretty quiet baseball trade deadline, wasn't it? This last season, what was the was there? Who we, was the biggest move? We traded for Choi, Hesop Choi, or not Hesop Choi, G Man Choi, G Man Choi, Rich and, Hill, Scott Barlow, Garrett and Cooper. Garrett Cooper. Garrett Cooper. Uh, the Marlins traded for Jake Berger. What were the other big deals at the deadline? What did the Dodgers do? Did they do anything? Yeah, they um, they a little before the deadline picked up. Um, the pitcher uh, from the uh, God, I have no White memory. Sox anymore. Uh, oh, um. name? No, we're really good. We're really good. All right, it's time to t- <laughs> tell everybody what you've all been waiting Verlander. for. Verlander. Yeah, there was the Scherzer and Verlander deals, yep. which the Mets ate a bunch of salary. Uh, Michael Lorenzen went to the Phillies. Jack Flaherty went to the Orioles. Jordan Montgomery was a big deal. He was a big was one before the trade deadline. Uh, right? Luis Urias went to the Red Sox. Yeah, Josh Bell went to the Marlins. Who was the pitcher, the home run dispenser last year that the Dodgers picked up? Why can't I think? Oh, of his name? Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn. Thank you, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn. I was picturing. None him. of us could come up with the name. Yeah. It was like he gave up a ton of home runs. That's right. They picked him up. Uh, you can tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti every Friday at 7 p.m. That's right, 7 p.m. Fridays. That's tomorrow here on 97.3 The Fan. It'll be the last show before the big game. They can break it all down, give you their picks and analysis. It is presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Are you ready for the football? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think everybody's ready by now. Yeah. The buildup is... Um, is long past its uh, anticipation stage, and it's like, let's get it over with already stage of getting to the game. All right, we'll check traffic. We'll come back. It is a throwback Thursday. Cat Lawyer, <laughs> three years ago, coming up here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, Thursdays, we like to uh, go back in the uh, the Wayback Machine, and Paulie finds some of our fun content from years gone by. And uh, this time, we're going back three years. So this would be February 2021, when we were in the thick of the pandemic we had gone for about 11 months we were in. like 11 months in we were still at the corona cave weren't we? we were i feel like we were still at the corona cave nearing the end but if but, i remember correctly yeah it was like the last week of the corona cave i think you guys came back the day pitchers and catchers reported we took like five or six days off in between we did the Super Bowl on a sunday we came back i think we did a monday and a tuesday and then we were off until the next Wednesday, I think it was. No. Pitchers and catchers reported. Well, that was the time uh, th- during the pandemic where so much business was conducted on Zoom. Well, remember, mm-hmm. we didn't even know what Zoom was when the pandemic yeah. started. No, we, we like had- that was the biggest. The Zoom. 
the company that made Zoom, the who, pandemic was who, the who biggest thing stock for them. in Zoom yeah. in February of 2020? Because <laughs> we had no, what is this Zoom thing? I, I, how does it work? We, and we did, all had to figure it out. We did interviews on Zoom. We had our first time we ever interviewed Blake Snell was on Zoom. Mm-hmm. He sang a Hollow Notes song for us. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, all these meetings on Zoom, and it was just constant, constant. Well, then you think about, oh, cool, for a radio show, it's not that hard. We'll set up the remote equipment. We'll get it done, and, and we did. And it's it was actually a- made our lives, I think, a little bit better in the post-pandemic. The ability to not have to be at every meeting. Like yeah. You can still check in from home or other places. Yeah. I, I've, I've liked that development post-pandemic. Sure, and I, I, I love being back in the studio, though, but the the – the things that you didn't think about at the time was, well, the legal system. There are still court dates and things that need to be done, and they wanted to keep everyone apart, and they still had to do things. And so they said, well, let's just do these all on Zoom. And this is one of the, uh, I guess, fortunate for us things that happened. Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. It's an attorney. Uh, you might want to... Uh, oh. I- Can you hear me, Judge? Yes. I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It it is. I I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. I'm here live. I'm not a cat. Right. Really? I can can see that. Um, The eyes are going back and forth on the cat. Like... All right, there's a few things to unpack. Number one, the <laughs> panic is just uh, a drop that will have that forever. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, so it's like Ben playing gin. Uh, 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 oh, my God. All right, so then the, hey, judge, I'm not a cat. Really? Are you sure? As if, the, as if he thought the judge was thinking, oh, my God. Oh, my this God. This man just turned into a cat. He's cat man. That is possibly the best thing to come from the pandemic, as T.O.M. just said. He seems like a nice, for a Judge Roy. Oh, he's great. I'm not a cat. He seems like a nice guy, because uh, I'm, I'm afraid, like, Judge Roy, you go in for a traffic ticket, he gives you the death penalty. Yeah, 100%. I've got Pause a a lot of judges in Texas, and not all of them are as nice as Judge Roy. There's a guy in the upper right-hand corner named Jerry L. Phillips. He's like he's the opposing the, attorney. The opposing right attorney. Now. He finally cracks a smile after about, I don't know, seven minutes of this white little cat's face and beautiful, cute little cat with his eyes moving back and forth, eyes going up and down. The head shakes a little bit. Honestly, I don't oh, remember seeing the video in so long. We've played the audio many yeah. times. The other part that we never bring up is the upper left-handed quadrant, <laughs> which is... Recording of this hearing or live stream is prohibited. <laughs> Violation may constitute contempt of court and result in a fine of up to five hundred dollars oh, and a no. jail term of up to one hundred and eighty days. Someone had to break the law in order for this to get out to everybody. What are you in for? I. Uh, I <laughs> you, know the, of, you know the I'm not a cat it's video. It's kind of embarrassing, actually. I, I recorded the uh, I'm not a cat. We, six months for the, I got six months. Doing six months uh, here in the county lockup for the yeah, I'm well, not a cat. I'll pay, I, I'd pay the five hundred. I tore the tag off a mattress. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I, pay, I would pay the five hundred in a heartbeat. But yeah, Jerry Phillips is my favorite part. He's the other attorney, and he just sits there <laughs> and he's like, "All right, this guy is digging his own grave, and I'm not going to say a word." And it is just, pan, Megan just said it in the chat. Pandemic content was fire. I mean, it really was. <laughs> yeah. There's so many things that I'm happened. Not a cat. 
those Zoom meetings, I can remember being out. Because the other thing that happened during the pandemic was I started playing golf a lot. And I had time to kill. And it was a, you were socially distanced and all that. So I would go out and play golf. And Adam would be like, we've got three Zooms today. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll be there. On my, it in my phone, in my pocket. Yeah. On a meeting with the, I'd you put know, it down on the put fairway. it down on the fairway and hit. It was it was something now, else. Now uh, you know that none of us are are pandemic deniers, right? But some of the things we did to stay distance, safe, safe. like playing golf, but they had to put a little insert in the cup in so you couldn't reach all the way down. Like, yes. Uh, how I about the? How many people got COVID reaching into a golf cup? Well, how about the partition between us in the cart? Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? We're the partition was right, right. right between us in the same cart. So yeah, listen, you you do what you do, and but it got us out on the golf course. We had, you know, and it's funny. You look back on it and go, oh, it wasn't that bad. It was horrible. It was, it was terrible. We didn't see Paul's face for like six months. It was terrible. It was terrible. You okay, man? <laughs> you the cat uh, is amazing though because it really does even the filter transmits the worry that you can see in the lawyer oh yeah it's oh, a very just, worried looking cat yeah the cat has the worried face like oh no i'm not supposed to be here um but yeah man we we did zoom interviews and we did zoom meetings that is the most worried looking cat i've ever seen it's fantastic i believe you have a filter turned on yes. in the video settings yeah, i would say so uh, you might want to. Uh, Polly was. Uh, uh, Polly was the one. Did it come out? Because there was one. There was a big company Zoom meeting. And some guy thought he had his camera off, and he backed up. I believe that was fake. Was that fake? Yeah. That was planned, and he yeah. started to go to town. I think those were like all comedian comedians, okay, and stuff. Because yeah. that would have been really, really funny <laughs> if that was. There's another one. I. I'm sh- I don't want to play it right now because I know it's going to come up on a throwback Thursday at some point. But it was after the cat lawyer video. It was a guy who had a- his office, his home office, and a squirrel flew in through the window. He was out. like on a phone call or on a meeting. He goes, yeah, so anyways, I'll get those spreadsheets to you. Yeah, he panicked. That's right. <laughs> there was a squirrel just running around his desk. So they're saying in the chat. That it was somebody from CNN that did that and got removed from CNN for real. They're saying Jeff Tubin. Oh, Jeffrey Tubin. I do remember that. He was doing the knuckle shuffle on the on the Zoom meeting. Maybe with- there was one that where the guy was like doing the same thing, and it did come out to be a, to be a, a fake. fake. One. But the Tubin one, I believe, did happen. There was another one I saw during that with a woman that had a um, uh, an aide. Behind her, on very visible on the shelf. You know what I mean? When I say aid, yeah, the ones that I get advertisements yeah, for exactly. all the time. Well, now the the feed the, now everyone gets advertisements for that everyone now sends us every day because they're also getting the same. I mean, uh, they've only upped, by the way, their ad level ever since we mentioned it. Oh yeah, I, I'm getting 15 of them a day in my feed. Yeah, I'm almost going to buy one just to hopefully Please, make it God. stop. Yes. But will that make it stop, or will they just try to sell me a second one? If they promised me that the ads would stop, I might actually buy one. Promo? What's the promo code again? You remember? Uh, it I was remember. The promo code was... Lubed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the promo code? You can get one... Orgasmic revelation. Right. That's the selling point. That's right. <laughs> We're all Erotic... Like- 
<laughs> that was today. That was today. Man, Weird. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've got it's some gonna big be good. plans for Valentine's what, Day next Whatever week. it is, it's going to be good. That's all I know. That is all I know. Here's the problem. When you do buy something, um, ooh. <laughs> when, you, when you do buy something, you get – not only will you get the ad still, they'll send you emails and texts. Hey, hope you're enjoying your thing, and here's another 15% off. It, I, I bought Hannah some earrings from a company. I get 45 emails a week from them. And anytime I buy something from Instagram, I get 45 emails a week after. So it doesn't go away. So how do I make it stop? I, do I block it? Do Maybe I block it. Try that? Well, buy one and then let us know how it works <laughs> and then give us a review and then maybe other people will buy one. Oh, no, I guess orgasmic that, revelation. I think that was a, that was a real thing. Uh, Paulie. The, yeah, no, that one was absolutely. I don't remember. Real. There was the another name one that Jeff went around. Tubin. I no, I was do. he living I, in a I cabin do. somewhere away from everyone? He was everyone? like their legal analyst, and I remember yeah, I mean, he's, he was part of like the OJ like legal team at some point, yes, wasn't he? Yeah. Because I had so did he? Yeah. And he moved to, and then he was a CNN legal an- analyst, and he moved to Australia. Then and is in hiding, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> you just got to come out and say, "Yeah, I did it." Right? Like, what do you do? Like, who doesn't do that? It wasn't doing anything wrong, per se. Yeah, I think it's a little wrong. We, it's uh, not wrong. The meeting with I don't everybody. Think he wasn't doing it on purpose. Well, he was definitely. It was an accident. No, it was not an accident. I remember because well, he this didn't... was back when O.J. Simpson was on Twitter and giving his analysis on everything that happened in the world. And... That's right. Damn, Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> At least Pee Wee Herman was in an X-rated movie theater. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, my God. I must have blocked all Damn. of Damn! Jeffrey Tubin? <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin? Yeah, he did not like Jeffrey Tubin. I bet he didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. <clears throat> yeah, guy's just having a little alone time. He didn't, it's not he alone. Wasn't alone. You're on a video he chat. He didn't do it on purpose is what I'm saying. Maybe he didn't. Turn his camera on on purpose, but you've got to know if you're on a video chat that there's always the possibility of something technically going haywire, and you could be seen and heard. Has it not happened to everyone? There, they thought they were muted at least. Here's one, and um, we're not in a video chat meeting. Here's one from our uh, tier one James. I have to be very careful. Fun story at Bed and Woods. One of my attorneys had a hearing via Zoom in Lake County the other day. Some guy logged on. Leg spread showing uh, the uh, just fully going at it to himself lasted about 10 seconds before the court could disconnect him. Apparently, it's not that uncommon, but it Mm. should be. That should be very uncommon. Mm. I don't know where to go. Just pray that these last... Minute and fifteen seconds before a top of the hour break goes quickly. You want to tell us about Boomer and Valenti again? <laughs> Seven o'clock tomorrow night here on ninety-seven three. The fan. Uh, Nick says Jeffrey Tubin's back on the air right now. Oh, of course, huh. of course. Are you still planning on um, going home and enjoying some golf coverage today? Yes, I am. Waste management. Your favorite tournament? Waste management open uh, starts today. You're damn right. I will go home, eat a sandwich, lay in bed, and watch golf until it's time to. Someone made the point. I thought this was very astute that 
if you don't know anything about golf and you just had someone flip through like each tournament of the year, they would say, so what's the biggest tournament in golf? They wouldn't say the Masters. Right. They wouldn't say the U.S. Open. They'd so say, one. oh, it's got to be that one in Phoenix, right? Yeah. The WM Open. That's the the Super Bowl of golf, it's right? It's so fun. It, looks, it's it's so sure, fun. it sure looks like it. You'd be surprised to learn, no, there's probably like 20 tournaments that are more yeah. prestigious than that one, but it looks like it's the biggest golf tournament of the year every year. All right, we got one hour to go. Paulie's got some headlines in the Rindle Report coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's Ben Woods on a throwback Thursday. San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Saw new San Diego State football coach Sean Lewis uh, spoke to the media yesterday. He's been on the job for 10 weeks now. Haven't heard much from him. Haven't heard anything from him. Since he started the job. But uh, they have 37 new players coming in to join the Aztecs. Freshmen and transfers in their class of 2024 incoming uh, you know, signing list that they announced yesterday they're, officially. They're all new to him. They're all new to yeah, him, that's yeah. true. Even, <laughs> even the guys coming back are new to him, but oh, these are also new to San Diego State. And one thing that I, I thought struck me, he said, they are all they are all really excited about you know getting going on the Aztec fast offense, the new high pace, but he says they also have no idea what they're getting in for. Oh, yeah. They don't know. They don't, they're kids. They don't know what they don't know. And when we start practicing and spring practices start here in a few weeks, they'll realize very quickly when we run like a seven on seven drill and we're up there for 10 minutes and we will run 45 plays in those 10 minutes. Oh my. And you have to, I mean, you are just essentially sprinting between plays like go, 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 go. You'll find out what it actually takes in terms of the conditioning and preparation necessary to implement this offense that is coming to San Diego State football. Uh, we just got some news from the Padres. They just made an announcement. Uh, we should probably hit that here for a few minutes. Uh, the Padres have just announced that they will be hosting a celebration of life for our beloved Peter Seidler. It's going to be on Saturday, March 23rd at 1 p.m. at Petco Park. And it says here in the press release, the team will also wear a PS jersey patch in Seidler's memory during the entire 2024 season. Yep. So there's details. I just uh, retweeted them. But again, Saturday, March 23rd, 1 p.m. Mission is free. Uh, parking is free of charge. Also, the jersey patch design idea with Peter's initials inside a heart came from Seidler's children and will be worn by the Padres over their hearts this season on each of their uniform combinations. Yeah, I think, uh, didn't Tom Seidler tell us that his kids were working on that, yeah. that uniform patch, which I think is such a nice great touch touch to include them and to make sure that he is included in this upcoming season. And, you know, my hope, and I'm sure Peter's Peter's hope as well, would have been uh, just like in 1984, 40 years ago, when the Padres wore a RAK patch when Ray Kroc passed away during the off season, and they went to the World Series, that uh, you know the memory of, of Peter Seidler can inspire a little bit and lift the Padres to some uh, some extra greatness coming up here in 2024. No question you can about get it. Free digital tickets, so it's like Fan Fest or whatever. It's free to go, free to attend, but you do need to claim a digital ticket. That will begin on Thursday, the 29th. 
uh, of this month, and then gates will open at noon for anybody in attendance. So this is the day before Fan Fest. Yes, the celebration right. of life. Yes. Yeah. So Saturday, March twenty third, the celebration of life, and then Sunday, March twenty fourth. First ten thousand fans at the celebration of life will receive a complimentary jersey patch, and then the patch will be available for sale at the Padres team store throughout the season with net proceeds. Benefiting the Padres Foundation. Love it. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, they had said that that was the weekend that you can kind of plan out for uh, a memorial, and then they announced Fan Fest on that same weekend. So, uh, But it sounds like it's just going to be a busy weekend. They are, they're playing in Korea on the 20th and the 21st, and then flying back to San Diego. They'll probably arrive, I would imagine, early in the morning on the 22nd or in the midday of the 22nd, and... Then the next day will be the, uh, celebration, the celebration of life, of life fan and then fest, fan fest game, and then game, they've got two games against the Mariners. Off day, opening day, and then opening day against the. Uh, hopefully, everyone has time <laughs> to recover from everything. That is a uh, that's a busy first week uh, for the Padres coming out of spring training. Love yeah, it. I mean, and and I love that. I think it's going to be that week's going to be full of all sorts of different emotions. Um, really looking forward to uh, being out there. Fan Fest certainly will be broadcasting live. Uh, and then again, at being at that memorial, uh, it's going to be a tough day, certainly for our entire city. And, and hopefully, like you said, it does inspire uh, a lot of people, not just the players, but a lot of people. You know, um, That's one thing I always think about with Peter is the legacy that he leaves behind uh, as far as what he was able to do in the community, all the times that he was able to help. So that's that's the legacy I'm talking about more than, than actually on the field. And again, as Paul said, um, it's free to attend, but you do need to claim your digital tickets yep. uh, starting Thursday, February 29th, if you want to attend the Celebration of Life for Peter Seidler. All right, uh, let's get to today's Rhino Report. And get things started here with our... Edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biatch? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a all right. All right. All right. Start off in college football. A little media news yesterday. It didn't take long. Nick Saban, he retired last month, and he's already got a new gig lined up, but he's not going to be coaching. He will be joining ESPN's college game day. 72 years old, but he still wants to be involved with the game. I think that's a perfect fit for him. It's going to be awesome. I found He'll him be to awesome. be a little bit more charismatic as his years went on. We mellow. Uh, yeah. With age, Paulie. I was talking about it yesterday. Yeah, I, I definitely have mellowed. The older I'm I not get. going to, yeah. so quit asking. I, I, I've definitely mellowed the older I get and, and will probably even be more so. I think I saw um, Richard Deitch, who covers media, going, I'll just end the race right now. That'll be the best hiring ESPN makes in 2024. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yes. a really, really good call. Uh, he, you know, he's polished. He looks good in a suit, yeah. you know, on a camera. There's no reason why he's not going to become a, an absolute star yeah, on that desk. It's going to be great. He was playing in the uh, the Pro-Am yesterday yep. at uh, the WM Open. 
He was hoping to play with Justin Thomas, of course, an Alabama yep. star. Didn't get him, though. Uh, he was taken first. Nick Saban had the second pick. The guys who got to pick first took Justin Thomas away from him. He was like, yeah, wanted to play with JT. That's a that's a kind of a D move by those guys. To steal, he had to Justin steal Saban's... I don't know. Nick Saban usually gets everything he wants. He can... He can finish second every once in a while. That's true. Why not? He's finished second plenty. That's now, true. I'm thinking about college game day. Typically, I just I think game day. I think SEC matchup, or they're somewhere in the South. Is he uh, universally revered, Nick Saban, or like does Georgia? No, if they're or going LSU, to Auburn and doing they're going to still give it to him, right? Booed, but yeah, you know, all those guys are have their own college ties, and when. Herb Street goes to Michigan. He gets booed because he's an Ohio State and guy. Desmond Howard in yeah. Ohio. Desmond yeah, Howard the other way Ohio around. State. So. And, and, and they just lean into it. They have fun with it for the most part. Now, I, some people thought maybe Saban was going to replace Lee Corso just because not? Corso, I believe, is 106 years old. He's but no, Corso, they said, is going to be back and still sitting there and doing Lee his... Lee Corso is uh, 88 years old. He'll be 89 <laughs> doing his when head, the season starts. His, his mascot head picks for another season. Is McAfee back with them, too? I believe so. He's this just going to keel over one day right on that set. They're just adding point. another adding another body up there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Saban good. released a statement. He said, ESPN and College Game Day have played such an important role in the growth of college football, and I'm honored to have the opportunity to join their team. I'll do my best to offer additional insights and perspectives to contribute to College Game Day, the ultimate Saturday tradition for college football fans. Love it. All right. We'll move on. Uh, we will probably at least discuss our picks for the Super Bowl sometime tomorrow morning is my guess. But saw a story here. Now, there is a guy on Reddit. His account or his username is I'm underscore this underscore guy. And he claims that he has been inaccurate for the last 16 straight Super Bowls. He has picked the loser of the last fade 16. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, fade, I'm this guy. Oh, man. Okay. So, I mean, 16 in a row. I don't know if there was proof. I'm not reading the actual Reddit thread. I'm just reading a story about it. But that's what he's claiming. Okay. He has picked 16 winners. They have lost every time for the last 16 years. Okay. Do you want to know who he picked for this year? Would you buy into this? Like, would you fade this guy? I might. Well, I already know who I'm picking, so I know who I'm, I'm picking about to too. find out if I'm going to fade him or not. I know not. who I was going to pick, and now I'm not sure, because <laughs> he is putting his money on the Kansas City Ooh. Chiefs. That means... Niners win. 49ers going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, our, our game has already been decided. We've already paid Paul, because he won our pick. Give our picks tomorrow, though, correct? Yeah. I'd like to Final score, break, everything. Break down how we think it could go. Should, we go, over, should under. we go more money on this? Do an over under. I mean, what if we all want to pick the same team though? That that it's hard to yeah. win a bet when everyone's on the same side. That's true. Let's maybe we'll do over under. What's the over under number anyway? Uh, it was fifty. Oh, the over under. Yeah. It's got to be fairly. I mean, the both teams have good. I've defenses. got forty seven and a half. Not quite fifty. Forty seven and a half. All right. Yeah. I'll have to think that one over a little bit. I like the over, and I like rooting for overs. Yeah. I don't like rooting for unders. Oh. You're always alive for an over. Always. An under can you, you need pretty be much done by half be done by halftime. Yeah, it's terrible. But even if a game is 0 0, you can go, hey, there's always overtime. They could just go back and forth and keep scoring. And especially in the playoffs, you know, game won't end until it ends. So. The other Niners are still two point favorites. If, if I, I, I think about that, and I think, you know what I think when I hear he's lost 16 in a row? You know, my initial thought is, you're due. 
You're due. You're due for a winner at some point. I'm trying to think of the of last course, 16 years. That means he's bad against Tom Brady a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, none of that is actually true. He's he's not magic. It's simply a, a random confluence of events. Maybe he is very it's bad at picking random. games. But you can't but be he's bad. not due either. But you can't be yeah. bad at picking a Super Bowl. That's it's what the two I think best either. teams. He like, just he just like this this particular game, he once again has about a fifty percent chance yeah. of picking the winner, just like every other person on earth does. It's yeah, gonna but to be... lose a fifty percent coin flip. 16 it's, times in a row. So it's a, it's an old scam. I saw this on a television show once. And you've got you've got someone you you mail someone like a winner of a football game on Sunday and you put like Chiefs or 49ers and you send it to them in the mail. And you're you send it to 10 people. And then you know that you sent five one side, five the other. Right. So Chiefs, Niners. The next week, you send those five people another game, and you split it up again. Eventually, I mean, if you start with enough people, let's say you start with 32 people, you narrow it down. One of those pre people, like an NCAA tournament bracket, you'll have been right every week. And they'll have mysteriously received winners <laughs> in the mail for like five straight weeks. So hmm. then you'll say, we'll send you a winner this week if you send me a, you know, $1,000. And you'll think, this guy's always been right. Well, yeah, he was wrong on the other 31 people he sent these picks to. But for you, he was right every single week. Someone in the country is going to be right or wrong about every Super Bowl pick that's for, for 15 years. Just because that's how math works. Most people will get about half of them right. A few will get a, a few more right. A few will get a few less right. Someone out there, though, is going to be on that run where they just get every single one right or every single one wrong. Yep. It's actually inevitable. That there is someone out there doesn't change your idea. It doesn't, doesn't change the odds for the next outcome, though. Okay, okay. Uh, and then finally, I was hoping one of you guys might be able to tell me a little bit more about this man that we lost yesterday. But a little shout out to his family. Shout out to his family for Mojo Nixon. Yeah, someone in the chat was asking as well. Uh, heard about him, know very little about him, but we lost him uh, last night. He was sixty-six years old. And he has roots here in San Diego. Yep. Says here he died while at sea on a week-long 2024 Outlaw Country cruise. He, he did an Outlaw Country show. I also used to do an Outlaw Country show on the Spreaker Network. Um, Mojo Nixon is... Uh, it's hard. He's He did a little bit of everything, but music was... Was really what he did, but he was an actor as well. Um, he, I believe, he was at KGB here, if I'm not mistaken. It was before my time in San Diego. Yeah, he was a DJ. He was a DJ here, but he's done. He's done it all, man. I saw ninety one X paid tribute. Ninety one X paid paid tribute to him. Um, he was a punk rock guy. He was a rockabilly guy. He was a uh, outlaw country guy. And the quote when he passed away, find it real quick, was pretty from his family. Um, it was pretty. It was pretty cool how they said. Okay, here we go. His family shared uh, this yesterday. How you live is how you. Damn it! It just went away because it's a paywall. How you how you live is how you are supposed to die. Um, damn it! Sorry, it went away. Let me find it. I'll find it. Paulie, can you call up like one of his his famous songs? Like Elvis is everywhere. I don't mm-hmm. know that I've ever heard it, but see if you can find. A little Mojo Nixon as well for us. Born Neil Kirby McMillan Jr. Here we go. 
How you live is how you should die. Mojo Nixon was full tilt, wide open, rock hard, root hog, corner on two wheels, on, on fire. Passing after a blazing show, a raging night, closing the bar, taking no prisoners, and... A good breakfast with bandmates and friends. A cardiac event on the Outlaw Country Cruise is about right. That's just how he did it. Mojo has left the building. Since Elvis is everywhere, we knew he was waiting for him in the alley out back. Heaven help us all. So, yeah, he he did the uh, Outlaw Country Cruise and passed away again uh, the next day after a show. Very, very beloved uh, in town by a lot of people I used to work with. My friend Mookie was nicknamed Mookie by Mojo Nixon. Uh, Mark Kayser is his name, and I worked with him at, at 94.9 for many years, and uh, Mojo's the one that named him Mookie. So just a, a, a character, certainly um, a legend in his own right. Probably didn't receive the you know fame and riches of, of many, but uh, definitely did it his way and, and what many consider the right way. Uh, in the music business, but maybe yeah. one day we'll pass away on a Ben and Woods cruise. Oh, if we could do a Ben and Woods cruise, I would be. It's the only cruise I think I'd go on. Adam, <laughs> new idea. What new do we, idea. What do we do on there? Just like broadcast the whole time. Like, make sure you're down in the lobby because we're doing a show for a couple hours. Fake tonight. Coming Coming up up fake. Nine o'clock in the ballroom. It's Boomer and Plenty. <laughs> Hey, it's Boomer. We're on the Ben and Woods cruise. <laughs> yeah, what would we do? Yeah, if I do have to go, live I take on Woods. I wouldn't every mind. Night. I wouldn't mind going on the <laughs> hey, air. Maybe, That's good radio. Maybe a little foreplay. A little foreplay <laughs> on the uh, on the cruise. I do like a good midnight buffet. It's true. We can definitely do those on a Ben and Woods cruise. We'll for start. Sure. Let's start working on it. A things Ben likes cruise. Oh, gotta be. It would be. It would be mayhem, as Kurt said. It would be so fun. Polly, uh, good job. I had. I just got a text from my brother. I'll tease this. This might be in progress as we speak. The greatest round of golf ever played on a competitive like tour level going on at this moment. Okay. Like we're not talking about breaking 60 anymore. We're talking about closer to breaking 50 possibly in a round of golf. I'll let you know about that. When we come back it is Ben and Woods uh, checking traffic and more on the way on San Diego. Just saw it. Oh my Number God. one sports station 973 the fan. Everybody out there. Everybody's got Elvis in them. Everybody except one person that is. Yeah, one person. The evil opposite of Elvis, the anti-Elvis. Anti-Elvis got no Elvis in him, let me tell you. Michael J. Fox has no Elvis in him. Uh-oh. Yeah, and Elvis is in Joan All right, a couple uh, notes here. First of all, just saw a tweet from uh, MLB on Fox that renderings of the proposed new White Sox ballpark in Chicago were just released to the public. And I opened up the picture and I go, this is this is a joke, right? This is Petco Park. You have designed Petco Park. It looks, I mean, they, they don't have a Western metal building. They do have... It looks like some sort of building in the left field corner, kind of behind the stands. But otherwise, 
It looks like there's a Gallagher Square in center field. You've got the two tiers below the Jumbotron in left field. Uh, you've got a little porch area in right. I mean... Now, their CEO... That's Derek, Petco Park. It's Petco Park, dude. Their CEO, Derek Koopner, says that it looks nothing uh, like it whatsoever. So it's it's fine. It's fine. There's nothing to see here uh, at all. I mean, if you're going to copy a ballpark, it's you might identical. as well copy the best ballpark in America, but... I mean, literally, did someone get paid for this? Because I, it's I mean, like, I'm, yeah, let's just copy and paste. Now, they got and, those weird pinwheels out there, but that's where we have our it's, number. It's Petco it's, Park with pinwheels. Yeah, it's Petco, <laughs> it's Petco Park with pinwheels. It is very, very similar. It doesn't look like it goes up Looks as like they high. got that, uh, like, like, like the building out in the center field, the short one with the high rises behind it. I mean, <laughs> there's a... There's a fryer running around in white socks. It's very, very, very similar. Fish tacos flying around. It's very nuts. Cut waters everywhere. I mean, they're just missing the uh, Western Metal Supply Building, and then that that's about it. But that's there's some weird there's building some behind weird the, building in the, the, corner the thing. <laughs> I try to figure nuts. out. A, it's a little back behind the, the foul pole, not right up to it. But, I mean, otherwise, awfully, awfully familiar looking uh, of the new White Sox ballpark design. Yeah. Yeah, Satan's Point. Blowfish says it's uh, actually going to be called PetSmart Park. <laughs> Point Co. Place is in Southside. Wow, that is weird. That is real. PetSmart Park? Yes, that's genius. Man. All right, the other item, I just teased it. Um, quite possibly the greatest round of golf that has ever been played could be underway right now. It is uh, the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, my brother texted this to me, and it's being followed along by some some golf media at the moment. A guy named Cristobal del Solar, first round of the Astara Open on the Corn Ferry Tour. And here's how he has started his round, Woods. Birdie, par, birdie, par. So two under through four. That's, that's good, but not spectacular. Then birdie, 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 birdie. Eagle on number nine, which was a par four for a 27, eight under par on the front, par 35. Oh, my God. And then on the back nine, he has started birdie, par, eagle, par, birdie, birdie. So that two, makes... Two eagles in a round. Two eagles, one, two, eight three, birdies. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine birdies, nine birdies, two eagles. He's 13 under par through 15 holes, which on a par 70 course means if he... Pars the last three holes, he shoots 57. Good he birdies the last God. three holes, he would shoot a 54. The 27 is already the lowest nine in the uh, history or tied for the lowest nine in the history of the Corn Ferry Tour. So he is he is certainly threatening to put up the lowest number they've ever seen in a like a professional golf round on a real course uh, that he's putting up today. I mean, the number, the, I mean, he's parred actually all of the par threes he's played. Oh my God. So his numbers on his card are. Three, 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 four, which was a birdie. Three, two, which was an eagle. Three, 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 which was an eagle. Four, three, three. He's made two fours, and they're the two highest scores on his card. That's an unbelievable round of golf. How many holes do you have left? He's three? got three holes left. A par four, a par three. kind of want to go live to the coverage. My God, that is... Uh... Cristobal del Solar. Yeah, that's like video game stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's as locked in as you can be. Do you, you, are you past the panic stage? 
the panic. Oh, yeah, 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 like you're like, so locked you're in. Just, like, what I mean, can I do wrong? I yeah, mean, are you just like, knowing you can bogey two of your last three holes and, and still, still shoot fifty nine? Has got to be a pretty good feeling. But then again, it's golf. Mm. He could he could quad the last hole, like make an eight to finish and shoot sixty one. That that would probably. That would suck. This but. made me laugh. I'm sorry. It's at your expense. John said Ben reading those numbers sounded like he was rating all his past girlfriends. Three, oh. three, Ouch. four, three, <laughs> four, three, three. It made me laugh. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at his comment. Number three. Do you want me to rate my no, girlfriends? No, I do not want you to rate your Because there's, there's only like three numbers <laughs> that I'd be reading. We don't have to. Hmm. That was funny. Please don't blow it up. Yeah, please don't. Please finish this round strong. Right? I mean, it's incredible. Like 50, 55, 56, very realistic at this point. <laughs> the lowest round ever on the PGA Tour is a 58. Our man, uh, Welsh Fryer, tweeted about the, the Petco Park in the Midwest. White Sox, yo, can I copy your homework? Padres, yeah, just change it up so it's not that obvious you copied. <laughs> It's so identical, dude. It is so identical. I I went to the the I never went to the old Comiskey, but I went to that one that's there currently. Uh and it's not great. It's not the world's best experience. So um yeah, guaranteed rate field is only thirteen years older than Petco Park and they're looking to replace it. I mean, I just drove by it a couple times when I was there uh in the summer. It ain't great. It ain't great. I, mean, I get all, they're all ballparks follow some similar. Uh, yes, of course. There's not you know, much you can do. You got to start with a you ours know, is a triangle. Yeah, like there's okay. foul poles. It's <laughs> gonna there's gonna be a wall in between them. There's gonna but be seats looks, around them. It looks scary. This one like. just. I mean, I looked at it and I go, this is just different colors in Petco <laughs> Park. What am I missing? Here? Yeah, they just put the pinwheels up uh, in Petco Park, and that's exactly what it is. That's funny. That's really really funny. All right, we've got uh, one segment left uh, on Ben and Woods today. We've got uh, one show left tomorrow before spring training begins for oh, your San Diego wait. Padres. When are they heading out? You think the guys are packing up the car and heading out today? Tomorrow, I know, like Sunday? The, some of the staffers, we ran into them at the uh, the biomechanics lab. They were just going to drive over on Saturday. Gives them a chance to settle in for a day, do some shopping, and then show up on Sunday for the first day of pitchers and catchers reporting. But they all want to be out of there. Early on Sunday, yeah. so they can watch the game too. Ooh, good point. That's just a that's just a kind of check in. Probably a couple of physicals quickly. Day and open then, your locker, get and then it the all first ready. day is really on Monday. But they'll yeah they'll be out there this weekend. So all right, we'll be back. Wrap things up here with Ben Woods on ninety seven three The Fan. Going at some point with these guys. What? Someday? I'd be in favor of that. Yeah. Yeah. Be in favor of that. This hour of Ben Woods brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Wrapping things up. Uh, it was a 
You guys went to bed early last night. Six thirty. Six thirty. Yes. You know what you missed last night? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing. The USD Toreros have heated up. They won their fourth game in their last five. Steve Lavin. Yeah. Yes. They're up to fifth place in the WCC. They beat Loyola Marymount last night. Okay. It was a quiet night, though, in sports. You didn't really miss much. It was a good night to go to bed early. Oh, I'm glad you're great night to go to well bed. Well rested. I feel so much better today, man. So much better. Um, yeah. Feel like I can take on the world when we get out of here. And by that, I mean eat a chicken salad sandwich and watch golf. That's my version of taking on the world. Will you drop the chicken salad onto the floor? No, first? I'm, I'm going to eat That's this. That's only for your tuna salad. There's this uh, gas station by my house that has the greatest chicken salad that I've ever had. It's in the gas station. I'm telling you, look at me. You're giving me the eye. I'm not giving you the eye. You're giving me I'm the eye. I'm not giving you the eye. Oh, my there God. Are, there are amazing gas station food options in this country. It has a little deli in there with frozen yogurt. I don't get the frozen yogurt, but I go by once a week at least and get a chicken salad sandwich on a toasted croissant and some these delicious barbecue chips, and it's like it's the highlight, it's the highlight of my day <laughs> after seeing you guys, of course. But that's I'm going to go grab one. I'm going to go home and watch golf until I got to pick the kids up. The problem, it's a great day. the problem is with gas station food. <clears throat> is there are places that it is incredible. Like you, you got a little mom and pop. You, know, you got a stand inside the gas station. You get some of the best food ever. You also get places that don't care with no sanitation, no health concerns, and they're just you know churning out some food to make some extra money. You need to be discerning when you go and. You know, shop for a meal at a gas station. Yeah, I mean, but once you once you found it though, once you, you find them, it, you hang really you hang on stuff. to it like yeah. grim death. Yeah, there's you know? definitely some good gas station food options. In I this like country. the place. There's a car wash up by us. They have a um, some Mexican food there. Yeah, now, some of my I've I have friends. Well, in, El Pueblo, which is a great Mexican spot, it's in a car wash gas station. That may be the one I'm talking about. Right on Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. Yeah, the place El, is fantastic. El Pueblo, fantastic, yeah, delicious. Yeah. Really good taco shop. When I want Mexican food, I can also get my car washed. And Down the street, the, I, I, I've i heard good things about the Mediterranean place and that other car wash. Yes, down by mm-hmm. uh, like by Below Dick's. Encinitas yes. Ranch there. Yes, yeah. yes, I've heard so, good yeah, there, I'm So, yeah, I'm not judging you. Actually, the reason I gave you a look is that I have, on occasion, we have um, the vending machines with sandwiches at Channel 10, just those like pre-wrapped and the chicken salad or the tuna salad is actually Pretty good. No chance. It's like, like four bucks. And <laughs> There's no way. You get them at Costco, basically. They're fresh, like fresh something I sandwiches don't... in the little tr- triangular, no. already cut with the really soft that. wheat bread. It's good. I mean, when, I had, when I'm like in a pinch and I don't have anything with me and I don't have time to go out and get something, it's... You ever heard of DoorDash? To the TV station? We got a gate and no one there to open the gate. It's, it's too much trouble. All right. So I will go and... Get this the, dude will eat a gas station sandwich. No, it's a vending machine sorry, sandwich. That's even worse. A vending. It's good. The bread is like that really soft bread, You're like monster. wheat, soft wheat bread. He, he, you make fun of everything. I know. I know. And you'll eat a sandwich out of a vending machine. I know. That's pretty good, too. No, it's not. It can't be. It's, it's not bad. You'll eat tuna out of a vending machine. Oh, my. I'm going to throw up just thinking about it. You know what? Craig said he'll come in and hang out. Let's Good. go to You are right. maybe a serial killer. I can't do it. Would you eat it at 7 Eleven? Because they have the same things. They have like egg salad. I mean, if on it's wheat. like sealed, like completely in a little 
plastic cartridge. Yeah, he won't eat at Olive Garden. He makes fun of Texas Roadhouse, but he's like, oh, vending machine egg salad? I'm in. <laughs> Count me in. Four dollars. It was just loose, oh. like in falling. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> loose egg salad. Oh, damn it. Lost a lot of that there. Holy Reaching cow. into the, you know, the tray at the bottom. Yeah. Trying to Get your... Your egg egg salad salad sandwich? (laughs) Holy crap, dude. You are such a... You're a walking contradiction. (laughs) Sometimes. Aren't we all... (laughs) Yes. Aren't we all walking contradictions at times? (laughs) Legendary. All right. Craig's going to check in with us for a little Thursday crossover right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Big game coverage on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Visit them today at solostove.com. And as we uh, get to our last 10 minutes here of Men and Woods, it is a pleasure to welcome one of the hosts of the Annie and Elston program. Which one are you again? I'm, I'm the Elston. Elston. The Elston. That's right. Craig Elston, Elston is one. with us here this on 97.3 on? The Fan. It is now. You're on. You're here with us on Ben and Woods. You're on the live stream. You're everywhere. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Craig. How you doing, buddy? I love that you guys are on the live stream, too. You got a lot of the same people in yeah. the chat. The chat is fun. The chat it, is, uh, uh, Yes. The chat is like 98% fun. 98%. You're right. Every now and then you're like, whoa, man, yeah. I, I did that? Sorry. Well, you know, you guys are in a, a great situation. I'm so envious of you all the time. One of those seven deadly sins, yeah, right? Yeah, Ben has um, it, too. But, you know, you've <laughs> developed, you've had years yeah. in your time slot. You've developed your audience. Your audience knows you. They know what to expect from you. Yeah. And we have a slightly different remit in, in the midday, to be honest. Like, we're doing a different kind of show. Uh, we're kind of addressing different topics. We're doing it in a different way. And so there's a little bit of an audience turnover sure. that's well, occurring. You should have seen this one we got here, my friend. It was not uh, puppy dogs and, and rainbows at all by any stretch. Um, and it's still not, uh, as a matter of fact. I mean, you still get the, 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 the few nasty messages and, you know, like... It used to bother me tremendously. It used to spin me out for a weekend. Yeah. Uh, and I've gotten to the point of it's getting dangerously not caring anymore. You know what I mean yeah. about it? Yeah. Because, yeah. and no, it's absolutely. hard. You do take it personally. It's your work. Um, you know, I don't, you know, I, I would get into it with people on Twitter and I just, it, I just try not to engage as much. I'll make light of it a lot um, because sometimes their insults are funny. I laugh uh, at them and go, that's funny, and I'll I'll bring one up. But ask Benny, man, four years ago, five years ago, I would spin. I would just into the ether. And now I'm like, "Eh, whatever. That's revenge. It's weird because you're right. Some criticism is absolutely fair. We are far from perfect. We make tons of mistakes. I mean, over a four-hour show, it's inevitable as as long as we're on. And if people are good-natured and they're Critiques, ribbing, ribbing. There's no problem with it. There's criticism that you're always going to feel is unfair, sure. and you can try to defend yourself against it. What's does sometimes a good job of, you know, converting people? Like, yeah, kill them, with, done, kill them with kindness. I've like, done a lot of explain con- your thinking. Converting. Yeah, when people disagree, but other times the best thing is just to let it just let it slide. My, no. my, my favorite one is that you'll get one, and uh, man, I just hate the morning show. I hate Woods. I hate Ben. I hate Paulie. Whatever. And I'll write back, hey, man, sorry. Sorry we're not your cup of tea, Woods. And then the guy, it almost almost 100% of the time, 
oh, crap, I didn't know anyone was going to actually write me back. <laughs> All right, I'll give you guys a shot. It's just like they just yeah. want to be heard. I mean, literally what I've been doing in the chat, because like, it started off the first couple of weeks that we'd have four or five people that yeah. wanted to come in and say, listen, you saw I, wa- I wanted the last show. I don't sure. want this show. That happens all What's the time. What's going on? Bring back the old guy. And I, what I just started doing is being is kind of just putting up my hand. Yeah. Being like, hi, I'm right here. Thanks for being, thanks for being here and listening sure. to the show. And if you're not going to listen to the show, have a good day. The, the good thing <laughs> for our career, it's really been great. We've replaced Dan Cilio twice. So <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get a lot of the, we didn't get a lot of the, hey, I missed the old show. Like we didn't get that part. <laughs> Oh, we get you. Where am I going to get my hurricanes talk? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it out. I, if I see that man in public, I owe him a beer or twelve. I really do because replacing <laughs> him is pretty damn simple. It was pretty easy both times, and you know, no offense, but it just was the, the show didn't connect, and uh, this one has. And so, uh, don't be envious. You you guys will absolutely get there. It's hard to find uh, more likable people. You're far ahead of where we were after, what, four or five weeks? Oh, dude, our show in the first time. Oh. I mean... <laughs> to go oh, home. wait, I remember hearing you. Yeah, yeah I used right. to go right. home, right. used to go home and cry right. almost. Like, how do we do this? And then, honestly, it man... Star- it started rough. It then went got worse for a while. Yeah. And then finally we got into a groove and it got better. And the, but the I magic. think those daily 9 a.m. meetings oh. didn't really help. No, they, they made, they made the show much worse they made it every much single worse. day. Yeah. And I, you yeah. know, I, Consider the source is all I would it's say. Fair enough. The advice. Fair enough. But, you know, you... I recommend for and people always ask me, how do I get into media? I said, just replace Dan Cilio. That's really the best <laughs> yeah. thing that you find can out do. Where he, for a find out where he now, works, replace it, him. It would be and, on his own podcast, I guess. Yeah, so. you'll be, you'll, you guys will cruise to fame and riches. You know, it's really been wonderful for us. Again, I, uh, Hammer, we used to have Hammer in with us, and Hammer, Hammer and Dan were friends. And he goes, I'm telling you, you would really like him outside. I go, that very well may be. I've really enjoyed replacing him, though, twice. I really have. It's been great for my career so oh man but so, you're also you're also an up against it craig because you guys are starting in just the worst time of year oh my god the worst time of year and in a sport which we all love and we love to talk about ad nauseum that decided ah we're just uh, we'll just let the chips fall where they may and 40 guys are still unsigned can't believe it it's just been it's been insane and uh insanely slow and there just hasn't been a lot of stuff to talk about. And, you know, you can only beat your head against the wall talking about what may be and what might have been and what could be so much before you just lose your mind. How many more fake trade proposals? Yeah, how many do you, you got left in you? No, I'm done. Yeah. I, 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 I literally. He's for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I said that that segment continued until AJ made a move and I <laughs> decided to call Wadi Peralta. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, Wadi Peralta qualifies. All right. I will tell don't you make this. me think of another one. And so, I'll tell you this. Uh, it's going to get much easier. It's going to get much I, I easier. I don't know if this qualifies as news. People in our chat were mentioning it. We didn't bring it up. Uh, Padres employee Hideo Nomo watching oh. a, a Roki Sasaki. Yeah. Mm. Bullpen session yesterday. Just and imagine what next offseason is going to be I, like. Ben. Last week I brought up the theory, and it's just my theory. No, I love your theory. It's a part of the retrenchment of here strategically is to maximize your chance of signing Roki Sasaki on the international market next year because he is literally one of the very few players that can make a difference at 
at literally a very small price. Yeah. Right. And you don't see that in Major League Baseball anymore. You can sign guys for hundreds of millions, or you can trade massive prospects for good players. But he, the cost for Roki Sasaki, if he comes over next year, is is one signing bonus of about $6 million. And you need right. to do everything you can to try to land him, and that includes maximizing your bonus pool revenue yeah. for next season and by getting under the luxury giving tax. him uh, all of his Padres gear that yes. he is wearing. Signing his mentor to a six-year, completely unnecessary contract <laughs> extension. It's really about the courting process as opposed to, you know, in, in, in other aspects of life. I heard you guys talking about dating yesterday, right? So you're courting them. You... You, this is not a money whip situation where you can go. Oh, they're giving you hundred. We'll give you two. Like it right. does. It not going to work like that. So he needs to know a place he can feel comfortable with somebody he can lean on. All that. So I loved that. I, I you can't give me enough uh, info like that. Now it will hurt tremendously if he ends up signing with the Pirates yeah. or the Reds the or Pirates. Some, yeah, so like cute. it just kills you. You meant the Dodgers. You misspelled like, Dodgers. I just didn't want to say. That. I didn't want to yeah. say it. But yeah, I mean that, that that will kill you and make it worse. And and then you think, did we really do a strategy where we're not putting the season on hold? Those guys are going to go out and play hard. But did we really put our focus there when it should have been here? That's something you know. You hope you don't go down that road next year. Uh, look, I believe to the bottom of my heart that Ben's theory is correct. I really do, because we were in on Otani all the way back in 2017. And if there had been a DH in the National League, it very well could have been us, because that's the level to which Preller will dig in on a major project. You know, the more I think about him, I think of him as like a mad scientist. And I just feel like he's been in the corner of his lab with all of his green and purple potions and smoke coming up and bubbles bubbling for like the last few weeks. And people are like, no, look, there's all these perfectly normal transactions you can make over here. (laughs) He's like, but no, wait. (laughs) But hang on. I'm coming up with the perfect formula. And it's like stuff like this intrigues him. And especially something where you don't have to break the bank because let's face it, we're ballers on a budget. But requires several years of planning, laying foundations. Long game. Very long game. And and the U Darvish contract, I think, is definitely part of it. You, Roki Sasaki's mentor, taught him most of his like breaking sliders stuff, would be the perfect guy to say, Hey, he's here. He's going to be your mentor for the next year. At least your first four years in the big leagues, he's going to be here with us. Also, don't think that they will not employ him as a special assistant Assistant. for as long as they need. Hiring Hideo Hideo Nomo, part of that strategy as well. I mean, the fact that he doesn't work for the Dodgers tells you how badly A.J. Preller probably wanted him. Why did he want him so badly? For Roki Sasaki. This is why he wanted him so badly. His pen was nasty, man. I watched the pen and I went, (laughs) you know, and they're saying, hey, he he is... he has got more potential than than Yamamoto, so that's that's like, absolutely. Go through the somebody. list: Nick Martinez, Robert Suarez, now Matsui. Now go. This is a consistent area of strength. Yeah. For the front office of the Padres, they evaluate players from the Pacific Rim. They find value there. They bring people back, even players not from Japan or Korea playing in Japan yeah. and Korea. So very well. They done. they really work this corner exceptionally well, and that's why I'm completely in. That Sasaki next year will be all going crazy Validation. for a month trying to pick Put a the tea pieces leave together, watching the airplanes, plane yep. fly. Yeah, no doubt. John Morosi will send us down uh, a primrose path. Hope so. Oh we'll, my we'll god. We'll see. All right, uh, Annie and Elston coming up next. That's it for us. Come back tomorrow. We'll wrap up the week. Finally, give you a Super Bowl pick as we head into spring training. 
For Paul, for Woods, I'm Ben. Have a great rest of your Thursday from all of us here at 97.3 The Fan. So long. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 